Oh shit, it's the Low Life Podcast with Scum. And Shadow Link. And, and uh Corn Yeah, Corn Ops isn't here at the moment. Nope. And uh, we're gonna be powering on through without his beautiful presence. And with us today is Dan. Hey. Yeah. The cyberpunk librarian. How are you? How y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, welcome oh, no back. Problem. We missed you. We have. I, I miss this place too. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been. You've definitely been missed. It's great having you. Yeah. So, what are we? What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about. Finally, we are talking about the 1927 silent film Metropolis. Oh, Why yeah. are we talking about it? Why are we talking about it? I don't know at this point. <laughs> well, it was it only is kind th- of the OG cyberpunk movie. So. Uh, it, not exactly, but it, it. And I wanted to go through and say, like, oh, this is the first dystopian. It, it definitely did lay a lot of a, uh, a lot of like foundation for what we know of, of cyberpunk today. You know, the yeah, never we wouldn't have a sprawl. lot. Yeah, we wouldn't. Yeah, we, we, we wouldn't we, have a lot. Yeah. This did inspire a lot of stuff, um, or at least, oh yeah, at least a lot of things wouldn't uh, have manifested the way that they did without and not even just film like music video games oh absolutely video game yeah video games anime like like a short list right here actually of uh things that inspired like well first of all it definitely inspired star wars in more than one one way like you can see it all over like uh they have a whole city planet definitely inspired by metropolis um especially in the look like the it's got that art deco look all over the place uh and also c-3po and the fact that there's a guy with one hand uh or with a robot hand that uh has a black glove on it um yeah the robot hand i feel like called out from history it just inspired so many things yeah this weird dude with a dick that's falling off <laughs> His name is Rotwang. Okay, I, I know. I know it's pronounced. I know it's pronounced like Rotwang or something. Or, but Rotwang. like, but Rotwang. Yeah. It looks, but it looks like Rotwang, and we are going to be referring no. to him as Rotwang. Stick with because it. he absolutely <laughs> looks like he has had syphilis. So, <laughs> well, he's absolutely his. well, and he's you know not to get too deep into it right away, but he's absolutely the uh, the basis for the mad scientist trope that shows. Oh up my in god! Yeah, from, from that point forward. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And not even like a good mad scientist. If he, We'll get into it. He could have just said no, but no, <laughs> we'll get into why. Yeah. Yeah. As a character, he doesn't really make a lo- whole lot of sense. We'll, we'll get into it. Well, the fear, yeah. he, told, he told me to, you know, take my greatest creation and make it look like this woman, even though I wanted it to make it look like my love. But, you know, he's the master, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it also yeah. inspired. It a little weird. Bioshock for sure. Bioshock. Oh my uh, god, yeah. Yes. Literally one of the doors. Uh iconic like uh art deco looking door that looks like it has this, you know, very stylized skull on it. Like I I yeah. watched a uh playthrough of Bioshock 2 recently and I saw that exact same door between it's that impossible. and yeah. Metropolis. Um it's impossible. It's impossible to have anything Art Deco and not just immediately think of Metropolis. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah, it's like it. This is an inescapable movie. You can see it's like a, it's influence in a lot <laughs> like of that. sci-fi. Yeah. Um, 
I, I like that term. In inescapable <laughs> movie. Yeah. If, if you've watched anything, you've seen something that's been an influence by it. It's just yeah, anything, anything diesel punk really. Uh, yes. Will be, yes. We'll take at least a little bit of, of inspiration from this. Uh, it's just monumental. It just takes mm-hmm. these like futurist ideas at the time. Right. Like, and again, like history is 2020, but at the time they're like, you know, Oh, fascism. That's new. You know, <laughs> like there were so many of these ideas floating around in like th- that time period where it's kind of like, you know, not everybody knew what a Nazi was. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this was like, this was like probably the first film that did the whole idea of predicting the present. This was definitely the first dystopian film. Um, hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's get into it. Like who made who? who well, hang on. No, I want to I want to go over some some more uh, right. things that I've noticed that uh, have Metropolis influence. Uh, there's the Hudsucker Proxy, if you guys have ever seen that. That's a Coen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazil. Uh, uh, Logan's Run. Um, Minority Report. Yeah. Blade Runner. The uh, the new Tower of Babel is like... There's a shot of the... Uh, uh, what is it? The It's like the LAPD police station in that skyscraper. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it looks exactly like a shot of the Tower of Babel or the new such Tower an of Babel. iconic building, the new Tower of Babel. Like yeah. I watching it, I had forgotten like how even though I know it's just like a drawing basically on the screen, it's like it still has this thing where it's like, God, that looks great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it does. It, uh, it does still look fantastic as a movie. It fills you with awe, like yeah, even though you know, even though I know that these are like mostly just drawings or like you know stage paintings. Basically, it's it's still the way it was shot. It was so ahead of its time. The traffic moves too quickly for a city that crowded. Well, they didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. They, they, they You're absolutely right, though. <laughs> they, they, they never, they never seen New York tra- modern New York traffic. You know, yeah, yeah. traffic jams. There'll never be that many cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dark no, city. How, how could there be? Yeah, Dark City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's absolutely. definitely some influence uh, in there. Beneath the Steel Sky. That's a point and click com- uh, computer game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can guys. see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, uh, there's an Osamu uh, Osamu Tezuka uh, adaptation, quote unquote, of Metropolis, and uh, Katsuhiro Otomo of Akira fame turned that into an anime film back in 2003, I believe. I gotta rewatch uh, that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it got it, very it didn't get very good based. Yeah, I remember that in Steam Boy. Yeah. Or two movies that in my mind I feel bombed, but yeah, didn't deserve it. I gotta rewatch beautiful them. movies, uh, very yeah, well animated. And I love the uh, the uh, that old like that old fashioned look of Metropolis that makes it kind of almost look like it's well, it does look inspired by like early cartoons. Um, yeah, I thought that was clever actually. Yeah. And you know, based finally, like, my favorite example. Oh, sorry. I continue. Continue. No, no, no. Just base it off like old timey cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, my favorite example is there's a little known musical known as Year in Town, which is basically just the send up of Metropolis. It is 
a deconstruction of Metropolis. It's fucking hilarious. And I'm not one for musicals, really, but like what? this one. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. Uh, You're in Town is takes place in uh, a diesel punky future where uh, our water sources have are being depleted and um, people have to pay to pee. So it's a. Uh, <laughs> Oh man! Boy, you just hate that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It is definitely a deconstruction of the film and its many flaws, which we will get into. Uh, but first, I wanted to talk a little bit about the people behind the film, maybe a little bit of background. Oh yeah, yes, um, yes. This is the so, part that fascinates my ass. Yeah, yeah. So this was uh, Metropolis. What came out in nineteen twenty-seven? Uh, it's regarded as one of the like the last expressionist film um expressionism was a or last german expressionist film that came out in uh german expressionism started as a film movement in 1917 with the cabinet of dr caligari um good movie go watch that yes yeah, yeah. and it continued for about 10 years uh until metropolis uh which um, was written and was written, co-written and directed by Fritz Lang, and uh, co-written by his wife at the time, Thea von Harbo. Um, and so, a little bit about Lang. Uh, so, he was born in 1890 in Vienna. Um, he was born a Catholic and very Puritan, his words. Um, his mother was <laughs> Jewish, and she converted to Catholicism. And then he refers to his father as a lapsed Catholic. I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm assuming you mean that every means... Catholic, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm technically a lapsed Catholic. <laughs> uh, so he left Vienna to it... see the world. <laughs> um. He left to see, well, he left Vienna, Austria to see the world uh, at 20, um, and he served in World yeah, War One. Yeah. Uh, no, rough time. Yeah, yeah, not a great time to be alive. Um, and so he uh, <laughs> suffered a lot of injuries near the end of the war, um, uh, which included mm. an injury that... Uh, took away sight from his right eye and you'll see it in his photos. Like he's kind of got like a, he's, you'll see him wearing some sort of like this odd kind of monocle. It, it, it that looks in itself is like, yes, it does a little retro futuristic because it's not just like a monocle. It's like a little dome, like a little glass or plastic. <laughs> you can dome tell he fits he, over his eye. Would you see pics of him as he got older? Because eventually he's like, ah, fuck it. I'll just wear the eye patch because clearly yeah. like light was a problem. But like yeah. back, th- back then, if, when you see this thing on his face, you could tell he's fucking resisting the eye patch, man. He, <laughs> he, he, he's like, no, give me the technology. I want to fucking see. I still want to see out of this fucking thing. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, eyesight was very important to Lang, obviously, as a film uh, film director. Um, and I. Uh, so he got married near the end of World War One, actually after World War One. Um, but that wife died under uh, mysterious circumstances by gunshot. Oh. Um, oh. 
what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and considering that he was already having an affair with Thea Von Harbo at this time, uh, it it doesn't look good, especially since it was determined that the cause of death was with a gun, like a firearm from World War One. So, um, oh, I mean, they were just also, lying around, but like, <laughs> I should have also mentioned, uh, Lang, Lang's interest in becoming a film director really started generating when he was in the hospital recovering from his injuries. Um, hmm. that's yeah, actually, that, that's a, a lot of guys actually won't, uh, well, I mean, actually had that. That was weird. <laughs> I guess yeah, you were just, just sitting there full of shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, like, just survived the most horrific war. The worst war. The worst yeah, was, war in all of human history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna I was I was thinking like was there a worse war? No, I don't think there was a worse war. No, it was the worst it was it was it's literally like, like World War maybe II not was with the most horrific. But yeah, World War One God damn, like nothing the conditions, I cannot think of anything. Like, I cannot think of anything that would break your like I I already have trouble with reality as it is, but I can't imagine having gone through that and not being like a just a fucking balls out pessimistic nihilist. I would have I would have definitely killed like, myself. There were a lot of people though who came out of it like, you know, like lying where they came out of it where it's like, no, I'm gonna do my art now because you know, I just saw an apocalypse yeah. for how many years. So like, and in Germany it was fucked. Like where it yeah. was, it just, you had this, in, mm, we'll they talk, had this we'll entire society. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it. Oh, this is something that fascinates <laughs> me too. Uh, but yeah, so Lang was coming up with movie ideas. Uh, when he was recovering from his injuries, uh, got married and then his wife died after a few years um, under mysterious circumstances. He met uh, Thea von Harbo in 1920 when he was working on uh, some of his first films. And they were actually writing partners. He co-wrote M with her, um, which is oh, another one of Lang's uh, most famous films. Um, and so they were writing partners until around the time of their divorce in 1933, um, which, again, we'll get into. Uh, actually, no, let, that's a rough it. divorce. Let's, let's, let's talk about that right now. Uh, uh, that's, that's Hitler rough. came to power in 1933, and well, Lang hello, was... Well, hello, everyone. It is me. It is Adolf Hitler. I am uh, a special... Oh, I just lost my voice then. I'm the special boy. <laughs> oh, the ghost of fucking Adolf Hitler, man. <laughs> don't just let him possess it for too long. You might end up like, yay, yay, Dolph. Yeah, yeah, Dolph. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, he comes to power in 1933, and Lang, you know, I mean, even though he was raised Catholic, was like, they're probably gonna uh, throw him in a camp because his mother was Jewish. Um, <laughs> So he moved to the states and had a, a very successful career. He uh, oh, directed. Hold on, we need we need to go back. We need to go back a second because I got a story about this. Okay, Tell. so Lang, so Lang around this time. Okay, Nazis are in power. Fucking Joseph Goebbels 
It, right, 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 I right, right. That, I hate him so yeah. much. Oh, God, yeah. He's fucking head of propaganda, right? So uh, Lang's film, The Testament of Dr. Mabuse, which is a sequel to another film he did in 1922, came out. And he gets called into Goebbels' off fucking office. And he figures, well, if they wanted to kill me, or they would have done it already. So this is probably just like a, a wrist slap, you know? So he goes into Goebbels' office, and he's Lang is not a Nazi. He under, he understands he's half Jewish, and they're really going the whole anti-Semitism route. Yeah. So he goes in. Goebbels is like, "Oh, Mister Lang, you know, like the, he's a fan because Nazis oh. are fucking nerds, and he's a big fan." He's like, "Oh no, Adolf Hitler, you know, Doctor Mabuse, you know, we have to cut some things out. We're not fans of it because they're the reasoning why they didn't like uh, this film is because it showed that a group of small a small group could overthrow a powerful government." Yeah. Uh, and that's well, why I wanted some, to censor uh, that film. There were some films that came out in uh, Lang's later German career um, that did not make the Nazis happy. What was the other one? There was a yep. uh, oh. one where he basically plagiarized the Nazis. Like it was the their words coming out of the uh, uh, main, well, the the antagonist's mouth. Um, yeah, like, he, he kind of let loose a little bit. I think that's why he was like, he kind of understood where it's like, I'm kind of put myself, he's put, he put himself out there a lot, knowing what's going to happen. But he gets called yeah. into this dipshit's office and he's a big fan and that bothers him. And then he finds out in, in the same conversation that Adolf Hitler is a big fan of Metropolis. And Goebel tells mm-hmm. him, well, Adolf Hitler, you know, he loves it. Because again, Hitler's a fucking nerd too. All these guys are fucking fanboys. He loves it because yeah. Hitler sees himself um Freuder, or Freuder, the um the uh protagonist he yeah. sees himself as the protagonist of Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like no like he toughs it out I think for like a year and he's like that apparently this conversation would haunt Lang and yeah he, uh, it made Lang hate Metropolis. Mm-hmm. He regretted making the film because yeah. he like I because you know the fucking Nazis like were fanboys of it and he's like I hate that yeah I then, mean they, a they few later, months later you were you were oh, kind of right about it you said that the Nazis hated Metropolis it is, it's yeah kind of originally they, they oh, kind yeah, of flipped yeah, yeah. later and it's probably because they were all butthurt that you know Lang didn't want to work for them um, yeah that's the thing he literally. Fl- he fucked off a few months later after that. And he's like, yeah, no, well, like you say, he's like, no, nah, I'm going to America. Fuck you guys. Yeah. There are yeah. so many, so many different, uh, uh, versions of this film. And one of them was obviously the, the Nazi cut that, uh, uh, cut out all the actually, communist propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. This is not actually do, communist. Which there is not. Socialism. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. I got some I got some thoughts about that because during the time period the whole Bolshevik Revolution kind of scared the shit out of a lot of people. Yeah. But um I actually have a list here of the minutes, if you want to hear it, of how like how much this film has fluctuated. Yeah, mm, sure. Yes. Um nineteen twenty seven, hundred and fifty three minutes. Mm-hmm. It was it was cut down same year to hundred sixteen, hundred seventeen about in the US, hundred twenty eight in the UK. Nineteen thirty six. Nazi, 91 minutes. Uh, God, it yeah. wouldn't resurface again until 1984 to 83 minutes. Uh, 2001, like, 100. Well, I feel ahead. as though for a long time, uh, the only cut that a lot of people had seen was the Nazi cut. 
Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, in 2001 it it, it it buffed out to 124, 2010 148, 2022 180. Because with modern technology, they kind of like you guys noticed in this version, they kind of slowed it down, so everyone's not as twitchy because yeah. of, you know filming technology at the time. Yeah. So now you yeah. get to see the entire thing and not like everyone moving like they're on cocaine, which they probably were. <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Well, it was a standard, you know, standard medication at the time, cocaine, morphine, everybody could get it at the drugstore, whatever. Incredible. Um, I'm assuming, though, that the, I'm assuming, too, that this um, this film included like the footage that was found in Argentina and stuff like that, which is why there's there's yes. sort of like different places where you can tell the film is, you know, damaged. Mm-hmm. They've had to adjust the aspect ratio to fit and things like that. So, yeah. But yeah, I should have, and that's I that's a triumph on its own. They found the lost footage that you know. Yeah, in, that's a yeah, yeah yeah in Argentina, and I'm sure it was printed on nitrite film, which is flammable as hell. That's why mm. there's so many lost films. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. They found it on on nitrite film, um, but then yeah. they uh, uh, transferred it to 16 millimeter at some point, mm-hmm. and that's why the you can tell that the uh, the film is damaged because 16 yeah. millimeters. Mm-hmm. Is not a good format, apparently. Uh, I'm saying this from from my digital age standpoint. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about film other than yeah, it was very fl- flammable. Uh, okay, yeah, so I, so- I, I should have started this off by saying that we are covering Metropolis because it came out into the public domain this year. Um, as of yes, literally mm-hmm. as of the moment this year's January first. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, although. I was thinking about it and I was like, this movie is already, it already kind of feels like it was in the public domain. What with the, uh, the various adaptations, um, and, mm-hmm. and culturally, not, not just that, yeah. but like the, uh, uh, the Giorgio Moroder version, uh, as well, like mm-hmm. the, the different re-edits. Um, mm-hmm. and you'll also find that, uh, between the different versions, like, uh, you'll see that they're the scenes that they used in these different versions, um, these different edits were you would see you would see that sometimes it would be like the same cut, but like ex- slightly different from like maybe a different angle or from like a very slightly different angle or mm-hmm. uh, the the motions of the characters would be slightly different as well um like things wouldn't take as long or they would be a little bit longer Hmm. or something like that which suggests not only like did they include different takes and Hmm. considering that this is 1920s technology you know uh, they weren't able to copy this as as easily so Um, much film yeah yeah so much flammable film so much film um so they would cut in like this is so they use not only like multiple cameras, but multiple takes for between these different versions. Um, hmm. So oh, can you this movie how long that took? so many? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't, I don't imagine longer than you know your standard, uh, uh, your standard filming 
session, but um, and in some, and this is just speculation, but in some ways, I would think it actually take a little bit less time. You don't have to roll sound on a silent film. Fair mm-hmm. enough. I mean, you don't have to, you know, call for quiet and all that, and wait for everybody to shut the fuck up so you can actually start recording. I mean, you can just kind of just call action and go. Actually, yeah. that was if I remember correctly during silent film, that was the time where the director got to like guide you through what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's happening. Like the director actually got to yell at you while he got to film, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, because it's not They could shout for more, emote more. Or yes. Bigger, you know, stronger. <laughs> or Lang really is like the stereotype of like the director, right? With the fucking writing pants and the writing crop and the monocle. Like, yeah. that was Lang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, he definitely did like write his actors. <laughs> uh, mm, yes. According to several different uh according to the uh guy who played freighter um i forget his name that w- that would be hold on i have it gustav, gustav frolic yeah it was yep. on the tip of my tongue gustav Fro- according to gustav frolic lang was basically tortured <laughs> his cast members um would uh, I could see that. Put that them was through. a Stanley Kubrick type. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before Kubrick. It was a, he was a perfectionist in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, which Something something being German. Yeah. Mm. God. Just looking at it now, though, it's like uh, the acting. Is, I mean, it, yeah. We'll we get into it. God damn. <laughs> it was good. Anyway. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get into it. I, we'll I into actually it. really enjoyed the acting. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, finally, Lang. So Lang in 1933 fled to uh, America uh, and had a very successful career up until like 1956, I think. Um, and he directed a few like. Not only was he like substantial in inspiring the noir movement in film. He also directed a few noir films in America, including mm-hmm. The Big Heat, which is spectacular if you haven't seen it. Like if you compare it to a lot of noir films that came out in uh in the fifties, like they blew up a house. They blew up a house, yeah. guys. Like right mm-hmm. behind like I don't know if it, it was probably a stunt man, but I don't. Uh, I don't maybe, imagine maybe, that he had maybe. a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I don't imagine that he had a lot of uh, um, protection, and that just wow. It and, me, and you know, damn sure he probably didn't have a union. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, and and that that movie that was Glenn Ford's. That was like one of the movies that put Glenn Ford on the map at that point. Yeah. I mean, put him on the road to superstardom. Yeah, Blaine did definitely better than Kelvin. <laughs> like that was, it's funny you bring that up because it's like that's kind of like something lang did like bridget helm who plays maria in the film uh she was 18 this was her first role yeah was metropolis yeah, which and is she, mind-blowing because she's, she's so good oh god <laughs> she's so fucking good and it's not just her beauty i mean because obviously she's beautiful of course yes. she is. she's a movie star i mean especially okay. back in the day silent movie stars had to be beautiful because they couldn't get by on their voice and Every scene she's in, you just look at her. You just look at her. Yeah, she's so eye catching. Like yeah. the entire her movement, her like when you get to mm-hmm. Robo Maria, she's yeah. her expressions are really good. And like, the, yeah, Lang did that. Like he, I guess he had like an eye of talent. I know Gustav Frolik. Um, this I'm wasn't gonna, his first role, but it was breakout role. I'm gonna stick, like, like say 
right now. I, I wasn't a fan of the acting just across the board. I mean, I know that there were limitations because it was silent film, but it just it, makes me it's think very of like much of its time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But also a lot, it, a lot of it just makes me think of oh, go ahead. a bad high school play. I was in those bad well, high fun- school plays. <laughs> Funny you should say that because that's kind of what silent film actors went off of was the stage. Oh, yeah, it was theater. Yeah, because that's the thing, the only thing that happened before this. Yeah. So right. like, yeah, I'll go and, ahead. And Dan. there's that exaggerated thing because it was acting, mm-hmm. you know, we are acting yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and part of it was, you know, mm-hmm. the, you can't. The method I, I got a the method was I, I gotta give a shout out point, to, but it wasn't really yeah. in use in and, and uh, I gotta give no. a shout out to Alfred Abel who plays uh who plays Joe and just his subtlety while everyone else in the film is like you know throwing their arms around mm-hmm. and you know I can't even say they're overacting because that was acting at the time. I mean Joe yeah. um Joe is just this character that if he could talk you know into the into the camera you could get his voice he could be one of those people that could smile and intimidate you yeah uh, to yeah. the point that you know the thin man wasn't even that intimidating compared to because just that oh, subtlety that he had yeah oh i had some gestapo comparisons like oh yeah absolutely to, like when he fucking showed up with the, in the cat where he drags the dude into the cab mm-hmm. i'm like yeah i can see the nazis not liking this mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like yeah, that dude's terrifying. He was a yeah. Really, they they really did dude. cut him out of the film, and probably yeah, took some uh, took some style points from him as well. The the long black oh coat, God, yeah. the hat. <laughs> Come on, come on. Anyways, uh, yeah, I've got style stuff about the thin man later on too, so we'll get yeah. to that. So Lang had a successful career in America until around well, until like the mid fifties, and he died mm-hmm. in nineteen seventy six from a stroke. Um, so feel so feel bad for the man. Like I know, like because the Nazis, a lot of talent got like pollinated to the rest of the world because everyone who could flee did. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, God, he got fucked. <laughs> His wife fucked him over. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we we'll get into that. To talk about. I her. wanted. I wanted to say like this is impressive because I mean, so this is also. Uh, it's not based on a novel. This was written in conjunction with a novel that Theavon Harbo wrote while writing the screenplay for Metropolis, because that's what they did wasn't back the, then. This yeah. was like, wasn't the novel, it wasn't like just like, yeah. well, it was, it was basically just a screenplay, but in yeah. you know, text format. So it was like, it's kind of like what they do now with, uh, with um, book adaptations of movies that come out, but uh, in order to kind of like promote the movie, but this was kind of like, they would, do a lot of this at the same time. Um, but Metropolis, the book came out in 1925. Um, uh, and Metropolis didn't come out for another two years for whatever reason. Um, probably. Oh, that, 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 that's clever though. Reasons. Get them riled up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I'll, and this, so 1924 is, uh, the year that the uh, first dystopian novel was ever published in we by uh, I love this name uh, Yevgeny Zemyatin uh, we came out in 1924 um, and that's widely What's it called? considered we W E interesting um, that's widely considered to be the first dystopian novel um why and everything so was so good that, in Germany? 
Well, yeah. well this was this was a Russian book. Uh, I, I oh, believe. okay. Um, probably. Why everything was so good in Russia at the time? <laughs> they just killed. They just chopped some royals' heads off, or no? They shot him and stabbed him. But mm-hmm. anyway, like you know, much quicker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would uh, think it wasn't. Yeah, yeah uh, they have on Harbo. Well, and like I. Because we always refer to it as Fritz Lang's Metropolis and not Thea von Harbo. Like, apparently, she, well, she didn't have the original idea. She, again, she co-wrote it with Lang. They probably had a lot of ideas that they bounced off of each other. Um, the story between behind, uh, well, the, the story that Lang would tell people for, I think, kind of to get them hyped up was talking about uh, how he went to New York in the early 20s. Um, he sailed in and he was inspired by the New York skyline, but he already had a lot of ideas um, floating around uh, based on just the times, you know, Weimar Germany, um, which, again, we will oh. get into. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Thea von Harbo was... Uh, the writer and I was like, "Why don't we ever talk about this? This is a this is a woman who wrote mm-hmm, yeah. and one of the first dystopian novels ever." Um, the reason is short story. It turns out she was a Nazi, uh, which is unfortunate. Maybe not a Nazi, but a Nazi sympathizer. Um, she was definitely enthusiastic. Well, yeah, and she joined the party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she she yeah. joined the party after uh, we'll get after he that. left. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. She she was pretty she was pretty down with the whole thing, like yeah. and throwing her husband under the fucking bus. Yeah. Well, she had reasons though, but but like again, all Nazis have reasons. Um, so she was born in should have thrown a landmine at her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, eighteen eighty eight Tauberlitz, Germany. Uh, so she was a minor noble, uh, and she was a child prodigy. So, damn, didn't uh, know that. My no, my, uh, but yeah, I just wrote artists for the rich. Uh, so she never really had to struggle. She never really had to struggle uh, throughout. Her was she life. one of those? Like, was she one of those people who were just good at everything? Yeah, <laughs> just apparently. Had insult to injury yeah. to everybody else. <laughs> like, like I said, she was I a child know, prodigy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, not only am I rich, I'm also incredibly, incredibly talented. Like, I don't even have to be rich. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um, I mean, good for her, but like, damn. And you, well, if you see photos of her, she definitely looks like Maria, um, quite a bit. Uh, so I, I'm, hmm. I'm sure that that was intentional. Um, she, she was I also a yes queen, but also she was a fucking Nazi. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like many things about this film, it's a she's a rather contentious character in this story. Like Lang is too, yeah. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, I'm just gonna say he might have killed his wife, but you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, from what I'm hearing, maybe she did it. I don't fucking know. Nah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lost maybe, the time. Maybe. Uh, but uh, she was so she was. Patriotic for uh, Germany. She, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, a lot of her works are very 
pro fatherland that kind of thing um but she wasn't like a was this? dick about it too it was uh, like well throughout her life uh okay generally speaking she wasn't she wasn't a dick about it though she wasn't she wasn't like murica kind of patriotic she was just optimistic about germany and she believed in the mm-hmm. people and you know that kind of thing um yeah it's pretty that yeah that's pretty yeah a lot of because she she was also that, you know she was also according to reports very generous she uh during you know weimar germany like post world war one when everything was mm-hmm. shitty uh she worked to acquire food for the film crews that she worked with she would like she would uh and like i don't uh i haven't read many reports but uh like she would also like fucking peel potatoes and vegetables and shit like clean vegetables and uh she would work with people to make sure that they got fed and that, like, that that's that is considering that she is a rich person uh, you know like considering that well she, she might not have been rich for very long because yeah. uh germany's like there came a period right immediately after like four years after the war uh which ended in like 1918 so like four years after the war for those four years uh the german whatever they were using at the time for their currency the meant mark nothing. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. mark. Yeah, the Deutschmark was worthless. the Deutschmark. Yes, you could, yeah, you could yeah. have wheelbarrows full of them; it wouldn't matter. Yeah, the the term yeah. I liked that I from my reading on it was uh, it was a nation of of trillionaires who could not afford bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like that makes sense. Like she would try and make sure everyone's fed because there are a lot of people who are not eating for a long period of time. People like, did not they, know how it, the it, economy worked back then. Let's just print more money. Oh, okay, that really uh solves the problem of Yeah, like yeah. this would be fresh in the mind of everyone on this film set is the time when no one could fucking eat because like the m- money meant nothing. Like that the, I think they moved on to um the Reichsmark. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that stabilized and yes. but everyone when they were filming this that would be fresh in people's minds. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, so yeah, she did things, but she did things for people. She wasn't any. She wasn't spoiled. It's funny, I guess. Uh, it, or it's she doesn't strike you're coming, me as spoiled. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're kind of coming up to like the. Um, what is it? I mean, she. I mean, I don't know if she was evil or not. She fucking sounded it though, from like you know, enthusiastically joining the fucking Nazi party. She but, didn't like. That's. I the, don't know if she enthusiastically joined them, but uh, I don't know. I, like, yeah. The way it's one, it's one of those. The, th- oh, go ahead. The way she strikes me is like she was one of the. A modern analog would be probably someone who thinks that the election was stolen. You know, was hoodwinked. Someone who is essentially naive and a little bit uh, brainwashed by media What's, because you, you know, you have to also consider it, yeah. the times as well. Um, but you know, it's you're just, kind of getting to the, at this point, you look back and you look back and you, you know, you see people who were like, well, I didn't, People didn't know what Nazis were back then, um, and like, yeah, they didn't and, start, and part they didn't of it was off. you do what you need to do to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it, we'll get it's into definitely because, one of the, it's definitely it, yeah. Well, oh, go yeah. ahead. Like, like I said, she co-wrote M. Um, she co-wrote a lot of movies, um, mm-hmm. and she was apparently quite kind to just 
to to regular people, but also she was like the novel version, the novelization of Metropolis was uh, a bit racist because you know it's the nineteen twenties, um, and uh, that kind of that kind of made me think too about like the idea of like yeah she was nice to everybody unless she found out you were Jewish like it's one of those things where like the the banality of evil right where it's but she like, also married a man who was uh uh who East was Indian Jewish. and that as well she because yeah, I mean after she divorced Lang she married an East Indian and kept the marriage yeah. a secret because there was no way the Nazis would have gone for that yeah absolutely that huh. and she would later claim that's why she joined the Nazis was to help Indian immigrants in Germany um. Mm-hmm. I mean that is she why also, we have like fascists. She also in India, was though. anti, like she also did stand up to anti-abortion laws in Germany um, mm-hmm. as well. So, like, I think it just goes to show that people are not black and white, and history is extremely complicated. It, exactly. But she yeah, also, but she you know. also, like, in we'll get into it. But uh, we keep saying that. But um, <laughs> like, she was uh, like pro-abortion. But uh, or pro-choice, I guess. Um, but Metropolis isn't like in from a modern context. It's not exactly the kindest to women either. So you know, it, yeah, she's yeah. she's a very complicated. It's it, it is a complicated thing, and we'll never really know for sure who she really was. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, because she, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. After World I mean, War II, pretty much II, everybody that knew her is gone. Yeah, yeah, we're reaching that point in history where yeah. everyone were like, everyone's basically either my grandmother's age, which is like ninety something, or dead. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're reaching the mythology point of history where yeah. no one's going to be able to tell us these stories anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and like she died in uh, in nineteen fifty four, so you know. Wow. So those were the creators of uh Metrop- the minds behind Metropolis. Let's uh let's get into the the movie itself. Talk about that a little bit. Well, just the right on. uh general It literally summary. says literally the first the first thing in my fucking note says machine porn. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So this is the uh, the distant future of 2000 or 2026. The future. <laughs> which is beautiful. I mean, just. I mean, oh, man. Yeah. The yeah. distant uh, un- unknown future. The future. Yeah. <laughs> but, but even, you know, even though we laugh at it, there was so much that they got right. Yeah, I mean, there were yeah. elevated railways and yeah. know, planes just flying through the city. And yeah, they don't typically fly at skyscraper level, but you had plenty of air travel. You had a Zeppelin looking thing that I just want. I mean, I just yeah. want that for real. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, just going to please have a big ass silver <laughs> Zeppelin. That would be fucking awesome. please. I'm just going to say right off know, the bat. I, I don't like this movie. <laughs> I don't know why I picked it. <laughs> why did I do and this I can dig it because. I do, but I also love silent film, but it, it's one of those things where I love it because I understand there's like, you know, the weirdness behind it. What, yeah. What yeah they you have to, to remember that, you know, it was yeah. a product of its time, but I think yes. that there were a yes. lot of 
a lot of things that in modern, like I'm just too used to modern filmmaking. Like anything, anything prior to the, to a lot of the problem I have with it is that it is, is a silent film and I have ADHD. So it's like, Mm. fair enough. Yeah. You have to, you have to pay attention to it. You have to uh, wait around and watch all these people. Like it also irks me that, you know, yeah, like everything is like, ramped up to one and a half to two times the mm-hmm. speed of like normal human beings. So it looks like everybody's on. We saw it. And uh, we watched the version that actually tried to like make the frame rate closer. I watched like this three times too. guys. I watched this in three different versions. This is how much I love you listener. I hope, <laughs> I hope you know that. Um, I don't like that there is so much dialogue that is because not only do they, you know, have these little silent, like these, the standard silent film trope of like inserting a little black card with white text on it that you have to read, you know, every couple minutes or so um, that will, it's essentially just an exposition dump for (laughs) it. It provides context when you eat it, but then there's so much dialogue that is simply implied. You can't, yes. um, you have to read that may these be... really, uh. these overacted emotions. In my opinion, mm-hmm. they're overacted because, you know, that's, that's what you had to do because people were going off of theater. You know, you had to act mm-hmm. big, but when you're on a small screen or when, when you're on any screen, really, you don't have to act that big you can be a lot subtler um so to me yeah this looks like every play that i was in in high school Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) well and that was the training of the time too and and on stage you know stage productions the person that has the cheapest seat in the back of the theater needs to understand that the lead you know the lead actor in this production is pissed off you know, that's what his character is. And so he's got to be able to see that all the way in the back. And there's no microphones. Yeah. yeah. And there's. Yeah. So. It's, it's musical theater-esque is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, yes. especially the characters, the characterization itself, because it's shallow. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I, I believe that the storytelling is rather shallow. There's not really a whole lot to Metropolis when you break it right down. I mean, and, and there like, is a whole lot of uh, what um, the YouTuber I hate everything calls because movie. Yes, Th- things happen <laughs> because movie. <laughs> because movie. This is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just got to keep yeah. moving. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not to skip too far ahead, but like you know when you know Fredder's just wandering the streets and just happens to wander by the inventor's house, and he yeah. happens to be assaulting Maria at that time and she yeah. happens mm-hmm. to scream and she hap- her he happens yeah. to hear her that is a completely mm-hmm. pointless scene like there there's yeah, no because reason for this movie scene. because I movie mean, <laughs> because he has to rescue her but he doesn't know where she is how does he find her random chance yeah exactly and, oh man uh, and also we'll we'll get into it but the ending yeah. the ending guys so yeah i mean it's <laughs> It's shallow, but that was the limitations of the medium at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were still Lang, figuring out what Lang they would, would do with this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Lang himself time, would, this... would go back oh, and boy. say it, it was a fairy tale. 
this is this mm-hmm. movie is a fairy tale. It really is. Yeah. No, it, it it is monumental though because of like if you were sitting in like nineteen twenty like eight or something, and this is like you're you managed to get go see Metropolis. This is the most you've ever seen on a screen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is the number of extras alone, without even getting into the special effects, Armies. just the number of extras alone. Army. How many? Thirty-six thousand. Thirty-six thousand <laughs> oh extras. Yeah. This was. Fuck. This was. There one are of the towns most, around here that don't have a, that many people in them. <laughs> <laughs> if not the most expensive film at the time, this was definitely among the most expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever made. Fuck, uh, fucking in, Lang taking whole villages and putting them in the film. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. And it, like, it, it, so it just according sets to. Like, oh man. Yeah, according to records, it was uh, between. It was supposed to be something like eight hundred thousand Reichsmarks. Uh, it went over budget by about three to four million Reichsmarks. It was between. Oh, God. It ended up being. Uh, three to four million Reichsmarks, and in today's money, that is two hundred million dollars. Oh my god! That's so. Mu- oh my. Yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> the economy I, was okay. It wasn't doing that good mm. <laughs> at I the time. Said, art is what for the, the rich. Fuck? Art is for the rich. Uh, what so, the fuck? Which is yeah. something they take uh, time to point out in Metropolis. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Actually, weirdly enough, bit. they no. do. Uh, it's kind of like right there in the front of the film. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> um, this movie has like the most annoying rich people. Could we just like it really? Does. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, it really had something to say about the whole like Weimar decadence that was going on at the time, uh-huh. where it's like y'all are fucking too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Meanwhile, just me like there more cocaine, please. Anyway. <laughs> So the film opens up with the quote, the mediator between the head and the hands is the heart. And again, like I said, it takes place in the distant year of 2026, uh, the distant unknown future, which at the time, yes, but like now, it's a fucking 97 year old movie, guys. Mm -hmm. 96, 97 years old. God damn. So yeah, it starts out with machine porn. Uh, You see just a bunch of bunch of machines like this movie literally inspired craft work they they said yeah we are the band of Sopropolis. oh my god yeah one of their biggest songs was dementia machine yeah yeah the man machine yeah yeah Um, oh man i forgot about that uh that's so true and the funny thing is i you know i was kind of looked at the saying well this could be a craft folk music video and it's like well of course it could where do you think they came from i mean <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then i took another sip of my rum and coke and shut the fuck up so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, it's like making fun of gandalf for looking like a wizard you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, well, that's a, that, that's a, that's a pretty fair thought, though, considering how old this film is. Again, yeah. this is how much it's cross pot, like just mm-hmm. culturally has like has touched every so many things that we enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, too, like this movie was experimental in many ways. It did a lot of things that were, if not had not been done before in film, like weren't common. Oh, yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. For, for instance, it did that whole like they use a lot of mirrors for special effects, Mm -hmm. especially in this opening sequence. They had, I don't remember the exact name of the, uh, 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 it's, it's some German name, the exact name of the, uh, 
uh, mirror effect that they use, but they use mirrors to transpose machines upon different machines to make them look like different kinds of machines and make them look vast. Yeah, you it know, is. Like, it that's, is that's, like you said, machine porn. It is definitely that like diesel punky machine porn. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, then we yeah. then we go to that to the 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 worst name club I've ever heard. What, the electric. Wait, no, 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 we no. don't start with that. Uh, we start with when, in my mind, an iconic scene where uh, uh, you see the worker city, you see the factory. And yes. The yes. Um, so it's uh shift change. Um, so there's this big line of workers that line up in front of this gate. The gate opens. They're all trudging in uh, like at, you know, that full, like they're trudging in like step by step. All in yeah, line. they're in lockstep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, uh, it's very like they all look like prisoners, but also literal parts of a machine. And then on the other mm-hmm. side, there's the uh, the shift that's coming out, and they're just moving at half the speed. And they all so they ominous. all look beaten down. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the shift that exits enters an elevator, and I uh, like. Group by group, they are all brought down to the worker city, which is a city far beneath the surface. And, you know, it's a, it's literally a city with a ceiling. Um, so, uh, they look like, they look like tenement houses, like permits, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like, yeah, which, it does, which it does not look like a happy like, place. Yeah. No, uh, it does not. <laughs> uh, then we cut to freighter chasing bitches at university. Um, <laughs> oh my god, these this fucking this yeah. whole shit. Yeah, what well, is it? The Club of the Suns. Well, the no, Suns yeah, actually, that's it. We, we, we want to we want to talk about how they like we pan across this massive city first. Like it's mm. it's just buildings upon buildings upon buildings. You can see that influence in not only Blade Runner, but you can also see it in uh, Akira as well. Um, Everything like if it has a mega city, yeah. it was inspired this by Metropolis. The, yeah. the idea this of a city that goes forever, city. yeah. Uh, and it's just it's maddening. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful too. It, it, this is this was like one of the first cases of uh, the use of like miniatures in film. Yeah, um, hmm. you see, like, and little, given that it was like you know a new technology, it, they they did such a good job. Yeah, they had yeah. like little biplanes on on wires. Mm-hmm. They both it looks it looks fantastic, and mm-hmm. yeah, you can definitely yeah. I feel see these that, are the, that influence yeah. on like uh, Dark City for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel these I scenes, the opening sh- the opening scenes like these are the ones that really stayed with people the most. I think these Absolutely. are the ones where people, when people think of Metropolis, right. they think of these these visually incredible, still to this day visually impressive moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there there are all these highways and these. Bridges like these, like I don't know if they're bridges, but like these skyways, these elevated trains, uh, and mm-hmm. just it's just everywhere. and everything is lit up. Like the inside of the trains are lit up. They've got their own light source inside. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. little little stock cars that are like little matchbox cars that mm-hmm. they pulled across the set. Like I said, traffic is moving way too nicely. It's still moving like at a fucking crawl, but like. What I know of, you know, New York, uh, that ain't happening. <laughs> no. 
so then we see the club of the sun, the, the sun's club. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I, man, I thought, hold on. I had another thing where it just says like Germans really, Germans love gymnasium shit. Oh, uh, yes. Which yeah. was popular at the time of like, you know, it's just Freighter and his bros just racing each other and like this walled fucking like it, mm-hmm. this walled racetrack. Yeah, it's so bright up there oh, too. Man. Like, uh, so bright. We don't. I imagine that this is probably stacked on top of a building somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, we see Freighter. Uh, racing his buddies and then it cuts to uh what is it the gardens like the yeah, electric like, gardens yes that yeah is yeah. a great name actually uh and it's more or less a, a like a high class brothel uh it seems like mm-hmm. uh uh freighter shows up and like... is like literally chasing women around um mm-hmm. and with uh, some old dude in the background asking, you know, who will be the lucky one who gets to accompany our freighter? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone knows we at this point of the film, we don't know. But like, I guess everyone knows, like, he's the son of the the big boss. Mm-hmm. The big boss. Uh, yeah. The big boss. Yeah. So we get that for a minute. And then uh, we see Maria show up. She just shows up at this this place with like a bunch of children from the worker city. And she it's a good you know, it's a good form of protest, honestly. I kind of I kind of dug this scene a lot. Yeah, yeah, just bring the kids and just stand there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. you feel uncomfortable yet? How about now? Yeah, like <laughs> these are your, your brothers. Literally, there are only two men in this entire place. <laughs> yeah. These are your brothers what? and sisters. Like yeah. it, it, it it it's a good scene. You know, we get introduced to like to uh Bridget Helm and she's beautiful and <laughs> clearly put upon and dirty like everybody else down there like yeah yeah it, it's uh, a good introduction it's a good introduction mm-hmm. to her character yeah yeah uh freighter falls in love immediately obviously of course because yeah, so it's fast um and uh so he like so she fucks off takes the children with her uh and freighter chases her down into the uh into the factory and this is this is also a very like a memorable scene to me, mm-hmm. I think, because he mm-hmm. walks he walks in and he doesn't really know where he's where he is because you know he just took this elevator down uh, down to I assume beneath the city, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just there's there's all this machinery around him. There's this guy who's working. Well, there are a bunch of people at this really amazing set. It literally looks like this, like, diesel punky kind of, uh, I'm going to keep using that word. Um, that's because what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, that is definitely the aesthetic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, like, diesel punky, just massive, uh, like, statue of. Kind of, yeah. God with its with its mouth agape, and there are people mm-hmm. at these control panels, like working in like uni- uh, uh, unison. The the soundtrack is I love how choreographed. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like they move to the beat, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so they they're jerking around like they're part. They're literally part of the machine. Uh, yeah, 
then there's this one guy who is tasked with uh, keeping the machine from exploding, basically, like from like dousing yeah. everybody in white. There is a steam. large gauge. Gauges are bad in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, whenever yeah. you see one. There is not a gauge that guy, ever goes down. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is clearly... Yeah, something's, something's going to happen. Yeah. You this see guy a gauge, is clearly bad. overworked. He is probably working like a 20 to 30 hour shift. Um, well, you know, and that's the thing. I, I don't think he is because or, their clock is... I don't think he is because their clock is 10 hours. Sure. You sure. see that but, 10 hour clock. <laughs> you see that 10 hour clock everywhere. And later on in the film, when a freighter takes over for another worker, it's superimposed on the machine he's working on. And as mm-hmm. the hand gets to 10 and it's now 10 hours, you're off shift. Yeah. Well, it's 10 it, hour it's shifts. This guy yeah. is probably like working a double or something. He yeah, has it to wouldn't surprise me, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've worked a 10 hour shift somewhere. The oh, yeah, me parallels too. to reality yeah. here are, uh, mm-hmm. are very clear. At this and he's, point. An, if you and he's an old guy. Out. Like, that's the other thing. Like, the dude yeah. should not be doing this. Like, he's very clearly, I think he dies well, at his post. Like, mm-hmm. he's an old man. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and this is, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Well, all I was going to say, this is, this was one weird thing I picked up um, because. I don't know that Fritz Lang would have done this intentionally, but he obviously knew something about Japan because there's a there's a uh, uh, a place called the Yoshiwara Club, so he knows yeah. something about the Asian, uh, you know, the Asian people. But this is the Buddha's journey right here. You've got the son of a wealthy man who has been kept away from life all of this time, and then when he finally leaves the palatial confines of his life and goes out into the real world. I mean, he literally sees the four signs in some way, shape, or form, because uh, Siddhartha Gautama saw an old man, he saw a sick person, he saw a, a corpse being carried out for cremation, and then a monk beneath the tree. Well, he saw three of those right there in that one scene. There was an old man, that's the one that's working his you know 20-hour shift and falls, and the machine goes kablooey, which causes you know sickness and literally corpses being carried away. And the monk beneath the tree, in my opinion, is just Maria herself. And because of that, he starts to reject the life that he knew because he yeah. knows that this is wrong. Yeah. God, you're right. Yeah, he, wow. So, now, I, and like I said, I have no idea if Fritz Lang did that on purpose. I've got nothing to back that up. I actually went looking for something and I found two sentences in a term paper on a term paper mill <laughs> that didn't have any citations whatsoever. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's on the internet. I'm sure it's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that shows how universal these concepts yeah. are. Like, yeah. I know Orientalism was like a big thing in. Oh, totally. Because you know, like, later on in that in in the movie, where you know people go to the to the club with the Japanese name because Japanese equals exotic. Yes, yeah. like we, yeah, and it, 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 I, I mean, maybe, but yeah, it kind of blew my mind with that. God. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, these days, yeah, that's pretty. Is. Yeah, if it was an accident, it was a damn. It, it was a complicated accident. It's like universal but, concepts, yeah. you know, like yeah. the, how we tell stories is like the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, 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 it's really what it is. Because yeah, Maria, in herself, she is, she is, she's not a monk, but she is a holy figure. Yeah, she's yes. very, she's a. I wasn't messianic f- figure. Absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. Um, we'll get that. Like there are way more religious scenes, but like, Oh, this movie's I, filled with it. I oh, it's filled it's with been a long, It's been a long time since I see Metropolis. And when I rewatched it, I'm like, I don't remember all of these, like 
old Christian concepts, like hiding oh. in the catacombs, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it, like I, I forgot how religious this movie was oh, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not just, it draws on a lot of different things, but you know, like it does clearly this also inspired, you know, something like the matrix. Uh, oh, absolutely. How mm-hmm. they told their story, like new tower of Babel, uh, mm-hmm. definitely carried over with like the Nebuchadnezzar. Um, but anyways, uh, so this old guy at the machine, he kind of takes a shit and uh, the machine explodes, erupts into steam and everybody gets just like blown off of this thing. And mm-hmm. there are people sick and dying and they have to get pulled out of the way. So and it's just immediately they are replaced by other shift workers. Um, yeah. And. In this confusion, <laughs> in this confusion, uh, uh, Freighter has a vision of Moloch, who is a uh, Canaanite deity that mm-hmm. uh, was literally like he was all about that ch- child sacrifice. Um, oh yeah, man. The it, this I'm scene sorry, is it, literally. It just says a, keep going. You see, it you just see says that? a mind. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It just says in my notes, Freighter then trips balls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what he's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's been traumatized. Yeah. What, oh. what, what I love is the fact that Moloch is the only word in the entire film that's written in the same font as the title of the film. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, know right. if that's intentional or if that it's was really something strange. later, but it's just like that's the yeah. only time they break font. You know? yeah. Is yeah. there like, is, is there, Shadowland, have you found like any other like, Besides, like the fact that Moloch loved munching on um, human sacrifice, why is Moloch in this movie? <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think to relate to the imagery of you know the New Tower of Babel to to make him, mm-hmm. I think he may have been conflated with Babylonian or like Mas- uh, Mesopotamian um, yeah. Yeah. deities. Um, Almost all of this is. Old Testament type biblical stuff. Yes. There's not a lot of the New Testament in here, and Moloch comes from That's um, kind of, the text of the Hebrew Bible. Yeah, okay, it's, yeah, it's mentioned in Leviticus. I think it's meant to bring out the idea that you know history repeats itself, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so this this machine, this me- machine that looks like this gaping mouth, like statue. Uh, it, they use that same effect that they used with the uh, the machines early in the movie. Um, they uh, they transpose like a a more ancient statue over this diesel punky machine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it looks like, like an altar. Yeah, no, like an idol. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there's a bunch of slaves being pushed up the stairs and thrown into the mouth. Um, to obviously to symbolize people being sacrificed to the machine. Uh, mm-hmm. Some so, unwillingly, some marching into it. Yep. I was wrong. This is this. So after this scene is when we see the city, the metropolis, uh, the mm. massive expanse of cityscape. Um, we see but, it a few times. I don't think. Yeah. Oh yeah. They make a big part of that. They spent good money on those props. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna show you this fucking city. (laughs) 
Freighter goes to his dad's office, and here's where we find out that Freighter is the son of Joe Freighterson, which makes Freighter's name Freighter Freighterson. Uh, I tried yep. saying that last night after my second rum and coke, and it was a laugh fest. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when uh, I try and say it in a bad German accent. Just, no. I don't know I if you attempted here. It's just going to sound racist. Oof, yes, <laughs> my name, oof, yes, my name is Freder Fredersen. This is my son, Freder Freder. <laughs> And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am the master of Metropolis. Yeah. So his dad is. I'm Joe sorry, I could do like gay German. I don't know. Like, I, don't know. Fuck <laughs> like, I fucking love that shit. Like you, have, you guys, you guys are. Just, we, next episode of the show, you just do it in that voice, and no one says anything. Yeah, we will get to the Weimar Weimar Republic <laughs> episodes that I'm going to do. Like you guys aren't ready. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh if. It's supposed to be pronounced Joe or Yo because you know Germans pronounce everything with soft J's. Um, I don't know, but this dude's a dick. Yeah, oh, yeah. This yeah, is in the New Tower of Babel, which is prob- probably the first like arcology-looking building like, committed mm, yes. to film. Yeah. This this building is massive. Like it's yeah, man. Uh, so uh, and Joe Frederson is a just a giant asshole. Uh, mm-hmm. he, so. Freighter goes up to see him and he's like, hey, there's some fucked up shit happening in your factory um, because he is the the industrialist, the capitalist of the film. Like he, he is. Yes, he's the like, fear, like if said, you will. Uh, like you said, Dan, it's very much a uh, like he's the most intimidating character of this film because right. he doesn't really show emotion. He is the brain. There's only one time. Yeah. There's only one time at the end. And even then that emotion that he shows is still somewhat restrained. Yeah. It's subdued. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's played uh, by, um, Alfred Abel. Yeah. Who is a prolific fucking actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would continue to, to, be in films in America, London, Germany. He actually died in Germany uh, in 1937. Uh, but incredible actor. Uh, he even got to be in talkies. So he's actually one of the actor, one actor who managed to keep his film going because that's how fucking good he was. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. lot of uh, a lot of silent film um, actors lost their jobs when talkies became a thing because their voices were horrible. Yes, <laughs> I, I can't. There was I can't remember who it was, but there was I can't remember their name. But there was a silent film actor who, mm-hmm. like, had a high squeaky voice, and that and he's this big fucking dude. Yeah, like, it was something yeah. like that. Where it's that yeah. this isn't going to work. I mean, no one's going to buy this. Sorry, but thanks. Surprisingly, yeah. a lot of actors in this film kept their careers going yeah. even when talkies became a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that I don't know what that means, but they were really good. Yeah. Well, you- yeah, he's a, this dude's a dick. Yeah, this guy is oh, yeah. a fucking prick. So Freighter goes up and he's like, yeah, uh, so your shit blew up. <laughs> um, and well, he's like, and he naively know expects you know him to care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he apparently does not know his dad at all, which, you know, is not right. surprising. I highly um, doubt his dad raised him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> his kid grew up in the fuck garden. I don't think he knew much. About <laughs> so yeah, Freighter is basically having an existential crisis right now because uh, he's like, like, so you don't give a shit about these people who are making you money, yeah, he, and uh, he's more pissed that he's hearing this from his son and not from his staff. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, poor Josephat. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk Josephat about Josephat. Is a we'll get, fucking we'll that unit. A I love that character. Oh my god, he's <laughs> I do too. far better I than Crater. I do too. I want yeah, a Josephat true. movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that in, in into a moment. But, I don't want a fanboy on him right away. <laughs> that we will. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh, Joe is, like, kind of... And I, I also uh, read somewhere that like Joe was meant to like his name is meant to be a reference to Yahweh, uh, which is another name for God. Uh, yeah, and there's a king mentioned in the Book of Kings named Jehoshaphat, and that's yeah. like another way to yeah. spell it. So, so I he's very people Josephat. Yeah, that's an awesome name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he turns to his assistant Josephat, and he's like, "Why am I hearing about this from my son and not you?" and just being a giant dick about it, like how is how is he supposed to know? Mm-hmm. I mean, people he's do have video all day. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been in this room <laughs> with like a bunch of there. There's like a group of you know fucking accountants or some shit sitting mm-hmm. around the the table, and uh, and just, Joe is dictating something because he's walking back and forth talking. Of course, there's no title card or anything for or dialogue yeah. card for this, but someone's it's writing not, down every word he's not saying. important. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so there, this, this happens. Um, and then moments later, uh, the, I want, I want to stress how much of a fucking narc this guy is because it isn't not only is it, <laughs> uh, like it, it's important to know that this guy, yes. is because that yes. really puts things into different light when you get in further <laughs> into the film. So this guy is the former foreman of the factory. He shows up mm-hmm. at post, you know, the explosion and he's got like a little cloth map in his hands. And he's like, we found another one of these plans um, on some of the dead workers. Uh, and then Joe immediately turns to Joseph and he's like, why am I learning about this just now? And then he says, fuck it. You're fired. He, he, he takes responsibility for this explosion by firing his assistant. Um, yeah. And Joseph you know, that's like crushed. He might as well just threw him out of a window. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, Freighter points out that, you know, maybe firing someone is not the greatest idea because if you are fired by him, then that just means you're fucked. You're, you're not a person anymore. Yeah. Like you don't get, you will literally never work in this town again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to work like down below. Because mm-hmm. I re- like there was two lines that I wrote down that really stuck with me. Because when um, Fritter goes to see his father, he says, "Like, quote, I need to look into the faces of the persons whose children are my brothers and sisters." Yes. And the other one was like, "But father, the hands. Where are the per- where are the persons that built your splendid town with their own hands? Where are they?" And it 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 definitely shows where he's trying. Like, he's like trying to know, and then like. Oh, and then his father reacts as I turn the page in my cyberpunk notebook. <laughs> um, quote, rightfully where they belong mm-hmm. in yeah. the depths of the earth. Yeah, he does not give a shit. Very CEO, yeah. very, no. uh, you know, it, this, it's funny. It's They're weird so Hitler liked this movie is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It, 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 it's very like CEO dictatory, you know, like yeah. it's, ugh. <sighs> but and and the thing is, going back to the to our our narc friend Groat, I think is how they pronounce his name. Yes. Groat, yeah, G R O T Groat. I mean, that's that's one hell of a name too. 
But, mm. you know, the fact that he can just kind of come sauntering into this dude's office, because I don't remember him knocking or no one shows us. Mm-hmm. No one shows him in. He just opens the door and walks in and says, hey, you know, we've had an accident down the factory and there's some uh, there, there's some rebellion afoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's done this before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is the foreman. Yeah. yeah. So he's got some access that a lot of people do not. Fucking yeah. narc. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't see him going to the fuck garden. Though, yeah, but, you know, no, yeah. he's not allowed to go to the fuck garden. <laughs> yeah, but so Maria yeah. apparently is. Maria just takes a whole bunch of kids and walks into the fuck garden. <laughs> she took the elevator from it's the center like, of the fucking earth to the fuck garden and is like, yo. She just one day she wandered into the elevator and she saw a button that said fuck garden. She was like, oh, I wonder where that goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for, it was a good form of protest. I mean, so. Yeah, uh, Freighter is like, fuck this, and he leaves, well, he runs after Josephat after he's uh, dismissed mm-hmm. and prevents him from killing himself, and he decides to, yep. you know, go slumming, essentially. Um, that was that that was one thing that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Josephat is packing a fucking gun. Yeah. He's the yeah. only one in this movie that I can tell is packing a gun. Yeah, yeah. Looks like that one dude who killed himself off screen, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Now apparently, like they just carry fucking like pocket pistols on them just in case. Yeah, just wandered around, got a piece on me. It's kind of a touching scene, honestly. (laughs) Oh, it's a fantastic scene. I mean, just he like they embrace. It's this whole like instant friendship where Mm -hmm. it's like he's like, I know what to do. Like, don't do this, you know. And by every right, this um, freighter should be a dick, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, but. He's really not like I know it's supposed to be like you know it's a movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, you, it, this well, and it's a morality tale. That's, that's yeah, what I would like, say. It really like, does, like, yeah, they, I know I, he's an innocent baby boy. I know. Yeah, so, I guess. Like, well, he's I even, guess that there's the outfit a, that he's dressed in is an outfit of a German youth. I mean, this is a full yes. grown man wearing yes. kids' clothes. Yes, yes. I I could not look away from. <laughs> yeah, his, I mean, his, it's his not quite Lederhosen, but he's you know it, it's right there. The, the moment, the, the moment, and like socks. in yeah. when he's socks. in the factory and he gets thrown yes. against the wall, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, my back!" <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he fucking did it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but anyway, he quit. He did his fucking ten hours, and you know. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I'm just saying that that shows how. I don't know, but how I suppose that 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 motion shows how uh, I don't know how to phrase it, like maybe coddled he has been his entire life. Like Absolutely. He, he just yeah. got a little bump and a scrape, whereas, you know, mm-hmm. there, there are these other guys who have been just yeah. at worst. Fucking... He's fallen down while running track and field. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As so, opposed to the, uh, end of the movie where motherfuckers thrown down anyway. Yeah. Oh, we should also mention at the end of before the scene with Josephat almost killing himself. Uh, uh, since Freighter had kind of shown that you know he was like maybe not down with what his dad was about to do, he calls in the mo- one of the most ominous characters in the film, the Thin Man. Yes, who is a man yeah, oh, in man. this like like he is a. He's just a cruel looking person. Uh, he's got like yeah, this long black vampire coat. man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like a. He a looks hat like Equilibrium. Like long thing. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Or equilibrium yeah. looks like him, I guess. I mean, yes. you know, he's got the collar, he's got the long coat that's always buttoned. Yes. yes. I'm surprised this actor hasn't played like Nosferatu and like. 
I actually went and checked. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I was okay. like, is this the same guy? No, it's not the same. Guy. No, no, he's no. not Maxwell Shrek. Yeah. Functional. Yeah. If he, uh, if Maxwell Shrek was real, and <laughs> that's for our two conspiracy theories. Uh, so he, he uh, sends the thin man to keep an eye on his son because he knows that his own fucking kid stop like that's fucking weird. Like, come on, mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's <laughs> let's spy on my own child. Uh, anyways, um, fucking Hitler's just jerking off like, oh, you know, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, his outfit. We should like get somebody to make that. You go, Bosco, make a uniform. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> sorry, yeah. all day, all day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Freighter uh, decides to go back down into the like he he decides to hole up with uh, Josephat. Like they decide to share an apartment. It's, it's a very lovely, very gay. But uh, mm-hmm. um, hey, he's got to go fucking explore, man. He just. Fuck, his whole world opened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he goes back down into the, something, uh, something the worker city. I don't know. There's this guy who's working on this, like, uh, this machine that it basically looks like a clock. It's got three hands. And what he's doing this entire time is just moving the hands to different light bulbs that light up. Um, it's kind of a cool set. It's the most of, annoying job I've ever seen. Yeah. But yes, yes, it does look incredible. Like, my ADHD would just go fucking nuts. I would... <laughs> So you wouldn't say this movie is ADHD friendly? <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> no, it's very hostile. <laughs> no, I could see that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he takes. So he run, and this guy is like starting to <laughs> starting to crash. Yeah, uh, like yeah the he's fading guy earlier too. in the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, Been there. So, uh, uh, Freighter runs forward, and he's like, uh, like catches this guy before he faints, and he's like, "I'll take over for you." and I appreciate all of the mail on mail embracing. Oh my yes. god, we don't, so we don't much. Do, we don't get to we don't do that enough. It's like, a and it's not work. like you know the bro hug or anything. It's like I'm expecting them to kiss, and then I'm yeah. pissed when they don't. <laughs> yeah, because it's like no, like it's okay. Like he's very, it's very gentle. It's very yeah. like no, it's okay. Like yeah. it, it, I, I really, it's something yeah, from the past. I really dig. Yeah, this guy is freaking out because he's like, someone needs to stay at the machine, and then Freighter's like, well, I'll do it. I'll take care of. It. I'll, I'll stay at the machine for you. So he takes this guy's uniform. Yo, you want to go to the fuck clothes, garden? And, they, <laughs> and they, these these two fellows do actually look very similar. I'm, I think the uh, his real name is George, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also uh, known as worker what, number 11811. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, God. That's another thing Hitler saw. I was like, oh, I want to do that to people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the whole number as and, like and a I'm name. I'm sure there's a, a significance in that number, but I wasn't even going to go down that rabbit hole. It sounds like it would. Well, I don't know. Well, it's a palindrome, as we know. Mm-hmm. But also, up to twelve well, like and... room one hundred one. You know, Fahrenheit four five one. At this point, it's just it's synonymous with. But also, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a date or something. Yeah, I don't know. August eighth. Uh, 1911. I don't know, but so they switch places. It's very Tale of Two Cities or whatever. Prince and the Popper. There we go. That's that's yeah, the, Prince that's and the, the Popper right kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, George decide goes and gets a little bit of a taste of the good life. You know, they, we we see a little bit of him. I, I think this was some of the restored footage. We see him like kind of taking a his dad's car. Well, like a 
the the car that he has um, around the city, and then he gets showered. With I love this scene. Pamphlets for Yoshiwara, the you know the the uh, red light a, district. He sees like a doll. He sees like a dolled up lady in like the car next to him, and he's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. this <laughs> is this is clearly <laughs> like all shit that he's like... never seen before. Yeah, yeah, it's not until like three quarters into the film that you even see women in the workers' city. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, so, then, th- there's mm-hmm. this part of me that's like, has this guy ever seen a woman before? If not, where did he come from? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he sprouted out of the sp- yeah. machine. But he is. Like, he's looking at her. It's like she's an alien creature. Yeah. yeah. Makeup and like a lot of the style. Like, this is when they were in the city. Okay. I can't emphasize enough, especially when we get to like the club scenes. This is the most, they're like the most Weimar ass shit. Because this was like that's what it looked like in some of these clubs. That's what it was like, like even the fashion. Oh yeah, it's a little over exaggerated. Like yeah, the fact because it's supposed to be the future, but like a a lot of it is just yeah. That's what it was like, man. Yeah, like I said, this is this is probably the first first case of like any maybe any uh, science fiction work predicting the present. You know. but uh, yeah, we. Oh, he also. I, I remember he also like sticks his hand in uh, the pocket of Freighter's pants, and then he pulls out like just this giant wad of cash, and he's like just amazed. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> awestruck. Um, like holy shit! I robbed a man, and I wasn't even trying to. <laughs> <laughs> now I have his identity somehow. <laughs> so yeah, because uh, apparently our identities are based on our clothes. <laughs> So we we switch the over. Driver didn't question it. Yeah. Fucking boy socks, man. Yeah, somehow boy he's like, "That's what it is." <laughs> he, oh, it's a this guy doesn't balk. This yeah. this driver doesn't balk. Doesn't balk for a second. He's like, "Okay, I guess I guess you're freighter now." <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I mean that that is I mean that is commentary on how like you know he's part of the machine. He's like the cab. It's yeah, a, you know. yeah, yeah. Pro- he probably was like, "Well, I guess this was supposed to happen." So you know. But yeah, uh, yeah, um, so we cut over to uh Joe and he goes to the probably the most like expressionist looking set in the yes. film. It's, yes, Tim Burton definitely took a, a page mm-hmm. from this. Uh, mm-hmm. it's this like Absolutely. it's this house that kind of looks like a barn and it's very dark it's like- and just kind of gross looking. And it's almost like melting into the two buildings next to it. Like this, this yeah. house doesn't belong. It doesn't have any windows. No. Yeah. It, um, it's not modern. It's, it, it looks like something out of like a village or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like not. It, yeah. It, 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 it's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the house from up, but like scary. <laughs> yeah. It definitely <laughs> shouldn't be there. Yes. Um, yeah. And we finally meet Rotwang. Uh, <laughs> Rotwang. Yeah. yeah, we find out pretty much instantly that Rotwang, this very crazy looking mad scientist, he's wearing like this black rubber glove over one hand. Um, he had a, a thing it, for oh, excuse you. It is a cybernetic implant and the first to ever be depicted <laughs> on film. <laughs> Damn. Uh, right. Well, it really this this scene actually opens with uh, when Joe goes inside, it opens with a literal monument to Joe Frederson's wife who Rotwang just cannot get over. Her name is hell. And it's just a giant face. And we see like the epitaph that says, you know, uh, Joe Frederson's wife who 
uh, was the father of Raider or the mother of Raider and you know, mm-hmm. while died, died while giving birth to Freighter. Um, and so, uh, we learned I told that you guys Rot Wang has just, what? I told you guys he was raised in the fuck garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rot Wang is, if... go ahead. Oh no! I'm just I just I just find it interesting they were, they named her Hell, which is like a Norse like mm-hmm. German, because I know they were, they were they were getting into like the whole like you know revitalizing German mythology bullshit. Too. Yeah, the yeah. Teutonic shit. Mm. Yeah, and like yeah. Hell is supposed to be like a uh, like guardian of the underworld. Mm-hmm. You know what? That, that makes sense. Just, that makes some sense. Um, yeah. Uh, fun fact: that had to be changed for the American version because it sound the. <laughs> H-E-L is apparently uh, a mm-hmm. little too close to H-E double hop- hockey sticks, guys. Uh, the scandal. Wait to see the dance number later on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Uh, oh, thank God she was 18 for this. That's all I got to well, say. Well, you know. <laughs> she said she was. Yeah. A different time. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Rotwang is like. He's an incel, basically. Uh, he is. Uh, Dude's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he he is wild looking, um, and he has all these, you know, he dre- gestures broadly at like a lot uh, throughout this scene, um, and uh, he's showing Joe like his new invention. He literally likes. Mm-hmm. It's very heavily implied that, like, he sacrificed his hand for mm-hmm. this invention. Um, he literally says, like, what is a hand compared yeah. to, like, what I've made? Well, you know, this it's, is, diff- that's it's different between it's different between different versions. Uh, uh, the mm, more okay. common version with. I'm also realizing a lot of my problem with this film is the soundtrack. I actually preferred Giorgio Moroder's version of this film over the other hmm. two, because it cuts out all the little, uh, the, uh, what are they called? The, the little title cards. Um, yeah. Yeah. The dialogue cards and interstitials yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just turns them into subtitles. Um, so that's, that's nice. And I also really just preferred, the soundtrack to that one, as opposed to the original soundtrack where everything's a little too jaunty. Like it's the soundtrack yeah, is never really, yeah. it's, it's very, it is very musical theater. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah. Like a lot of them were, that was part of it. Like a lot of like silent films, they actually had like a dude with a piano yeah. in the theater. Yeah. And I prefer, and I the, much prefer the sim, the symphonic experience than, you know, like those rinky tink ragtime pianos that you'll hear with so many, you know, oh, silent yeah. films, yeah. and that's nothing wrong with that because that's what was true in a lot of cases. You know, you, yeah. you yeah. had the silent film, then you hired a piano player. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it, it's not like they knew what the future sounded like. Yeah, like they didn't. Yeah. It's not like they're like trying to fit like pe- like music's not there yet. No, yeah, um, and c- compared to like the the version that we watched, we all collectively watched for this episode. I mm-hmm. I also really did not. I could see what they were going for, but it was a little too, like, a little too trying to be nightmarish, in my opinion. 
Um, but uh, that's kind of why I liked it. Honestly, I like that version. It was all right, but like there wasn't enough direction, in my opinion. I suppose because it goes to show with a film like this, it's like there are so many versions that fit that can fit you personally. You know, yeah. Like yeah. at that point, especially now that's in the public domain, where it's like you know, have at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're being introduced to uh, Rotwang, but more importantly. His creation, which you know, this robot, you have seen it. You have mm-hmm. seen on everything. The, if you've never the seen the movie, you've seen the robot. Yeah. The machine man. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. calls Maria, even though it's not. So. It's not. But this yeah. is the Frankenstein's monster problem, too. So, yes. Oh, yeah. It took me way too long to realize what this like, because in the notes, it was just Robo Maria for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Uh, what's what is it like Futura? Yep, or she's something? called Futura in the book. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I say she because it wound up as being a she, but from what I gathered, it could be anything they could have imposed well, upon it, though. It could have been. Though but... Robot had boobs. So, yes, it, I was going to say. It was originally meant, yeah. It, it was meant it, to I take. Origi- the, this is what Hell's makes place, the scene yeah. really, really interesting because, you know, since he's obsessed with Joe Frederson's wife, uh, he was like, this is going to be, this is going to take the place of hell because mm-hmm. he says, within 24 hours, this robot will be indistinguishable from another human being. Uh, and yeah. She'll look like your oh, wife man. and she'll be mine. Yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> creepy at all. <laughs> well, and I have no idea if there's any connection between it, but there's a well-known typeface called Futura that mm. was also created in 1927. Oh my God. In Germany. So, mm. Yeah, I think <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> I would say those are related to each other. Yeah. I mean, I can't find anything that says they are, but it's like, wow, that's that's one I mean, hell of a uh, confluence there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's like, come on, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, so we are introduced to not only Rotwang but Futura, uh, mm-hmm. and also I have to say, like, the Let's... set too is very interesting. Like it, yes, you know, a lot of a lot of the machines don't really seem to have a lot like you don't really know what any of these machines do but it does definitely and they're not going to notify they're not going to tell you but uh they this is not they're just a, yeah they're tubes with bubbling mm-hmm. chemicals in them mm-hmm. and and uh or like vacuum tubes that kind of thing uh got to have a jacob's ladder yes yeah. yeah but this one like sits on a throne mm-hmm. yeah underneath an inverted pentacle yes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so and in case you thought this was a good machine yeah <laughs> so we move back and that's that's another thing there was a lot of more occultism in the novel apparently as well i did not read the novel myself so i cannot speak to the truth of yeah, that. there was a lot of occultism in germany yes that was the time that was a thing yeah. well that was a thing all over at the time too yeah. yeah it was also in england and you know the seances and stuff like that so yeah, there was a lot of cultism going on. So we uh, we cut back to Freighter, who is hard at work at this machine. He is getting tired, um, and he like decides to mop his brow with the handkerchief in his pocket. But then he finds out that he sees that. Oh, I should also mention. Well, it kind of cuts between Freighter and Joe and Rotwang. Um, mm. But he mops his forehead, and he finds out that this handkerchief has plans or has the little map uh to 
whatever the rebellious workers are planning um, beneath the surface. Uh, uh, so it cuts back from Freighter to Joe and uh, and Rotwang, and um, Joe is asking him what this little diagram means, and he's like, and Rotwang says, "Oh, this is where this is a map to." down into the catacombs beneath the worker's city um, where all these people are meeting. Um, catacombs beneath the worker's city, by the way. So that just means that yeah. Yeah. this city is built... Not only is, like, the, the main city built uh, on, like, the worker's city, but the worker's city is built upon so many dead bodies. It's just like a And that massive- city is built upon rock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so is Paris. I mean, so is Paris. Yeah, in, in the Giorgio Moroto version, it is definitely built on rock and roll. Uh, Absolutely. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's actually it's pretty good. I like it. Um, so, Freighter goes down, at, and so Rotwang decides that he's going to quash this rebellion. He doesn't really even know what it is. Um, uh, so he goes down with Rotwang and Freighter also goes to this same meeting and you see Maria and Maria is preaching the ne- This is where she is very much like compared to a Christ-like figure where she's mm-hmm. standing in front of this altar full of like crosses and talking about the need for a mediator between the head and the hands. And, um, and I, uh, yeah, like the, the way like that she he, gestures like, and everything, she's like wearing a little mm-hmm. like scarf that makes her look very, uh, very messianic. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, around her shoulders, it's very um, like I said, I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting like the amount of religious iconography or themes yeah. throughout this film. It's yeah, been so long, and this was like the most obvious one. Like, it takes yes. place in the catacombs. It's a very like old like like you said, like Old Testament, like very old Christian, like, you know, yeah. having to meet in the catacombs or they'll kill yeah. you, you know, for secret meetings for the cults, you know? Uh, yeah. Saying the Messiah is basically is going to show up any day now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Or the mediator, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Maria's down here and she's preaching this and Frederson doesn't like that. Like he, he doesn't like that. Uh, the workers want rights. So um, he's like, we're going to undermine like, that, this shit. Um, or someone to like at least talk on their behalf, I guess, or to like, <laughs> this is the thing I have about this movie is the message itself. It, 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 it's something, it depends who's watching it, right? It, it's something where it's like, this isn't, because this is a world where the Bolshevik revolution happened and, mm-hmm. you know, fucking royals got got which is fine, but like that scared a lot of people and yes. it also made people think about, yeah, workers rights, which was a new fucking concept. Yeah. And it, it, if you're looking at this, it's like, man, I still can't get over like Hitler watching this and thinking he's fucking freighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, cause, yeah I know the party was supposed to be like a workers first thing. Uh, they didn't fucking do that. Cause it turns out doing socialism is hard. Yeah. But it, it, it still gets me of like, I guess it really does like depends who's fucking watching this. Like, it, yeah. well, I don't an know. An egomaniac is going to see himself in any special boy. So absolutely. Cause it's, it's yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, you shouldn't have just like an all powerful fucking CEO, just like 
their dictator or fear or fucking telling everyone, okay, just do the fucking, just do it. Just yeah. do the thing. It's like, you do need someone to like in the middle of that, to be able to tell people like treat people like, no, maybe you should treat people nicely, but also maybe you shouldn't have fucking leaders and like, uh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Well, so, uh, sorry. I lost my place for a second. Uh, sorry. I had, oh, a, yeah. I had a rant a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's all good. <laughs> so, Freighter is just kind of hanging out in the catacombs after the uh, the sermon is finished, and he's kind of like praying. He's like having a spiritual revelation, and mm-hmm. Maria's still hanging out down there. And then they, you know, bond over their I don't know their whatever uh, mm-hmm. shared philosophies. And you know, it's clear that like Freighter is just got a giant heart on for her, um, and. Uh, <laughs> And Wayne, they, it's before or after Frederson tells Rotwang to to uh, sabotage the whole thing. It's after. It's after that uh, he tells him to sa- sabotage. Yeah, because there's something. This is okay. Yeah, this is the point where that pissed me off as the movie went on because Rotwang literally says, "Joe Frederson, you blind fool! You will lose Hell's most precious legacy, your son." Mm-hmm. But he does it still anyway, because Ferguson tells him, okay, you're going to make your robot look like that woman and then just destroy your reputation. Yeah. Like, and, and he literally says this is a bad idea, but he does it anyway. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's weird to me, especially given modern cinema, how, you know, in, in a modern retelling of this, they'd be just like, okay, well, we need to kill her. Yeah. The, 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 oh, you've got a robot that can impersonate people. That's, that's interesting. I've got, I've got a nine millimeter. And I'll take care of this problem. And even later on, when the th- when the thin man confronts Jeho- um, Josephat, he's not there to kill him. Fully expected him to die. Yeah, he's there yeah. to buy him. Yeah, yeah. Because that's very, easier, I guess. I mean, when you get, when you literally have all the money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's very tame. Or maybe they just don't do that in this like utopian yeah. world. Like they, but well, nobody has it, guns. It, apparently, except I mean, they have guns for themselves. Yeah, except Josephat. <laughs> he's packing. Yeah. He's packing, never <laughs> uses it again, which was a shame. I wanted him to fucking cap that yeah, fucking vampire. Oh, God, wouldn't it that, see, that would have been a thing. You know, the thin man comes over, they get into a fight, he knocks him down, he pulls the gun and offs him. This shows how American all three Yeah, I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't even be an American thing. I mean. I'll fucking shoot him. Yeah, no, I to- totally. I know this yeah, Finnish this is- film that's coming out soon, so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Throw a landmine at a man. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen that before. That was just the trailer. <laughs> God, what is it called? Uh, like Cebu or something? God, uh, hang on. Yeah. It's a Finnish word. Yeah, yeah. Cebu. Look up the trailer for yeah, Cebu. It is wild. It oh, is, my God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. If great. you like John yeah, this... Wick. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, that's what ki- that's what kills me about, like, Rotwang and this idea of, like, especially during the time of, like, His character authority. makes no sense. Yeah. But I think it would make I think it would make more sense if we understood like the idea of like because a lot of people were coming out of like the whole like you know ordained by God kind of shit <laughs> of ruler where it's like no you got to do what this this dude fucking says yeah and you know like obviously like Joe like this dude he's clearly like the fear of Metropolis like he's mm-hmm. the master of Metropolis they literally call him the master of Metropolis yeah it's like I guess saying no to this guy is like impossible like Rotman even this is the thing that gets me about it like this whole this whole thing went to happen if Rotway and just like rebelled just a little bit and there's not 
Uh, and well, rebellion it, is it not imp- depicted positively. He, he implies that he is going to rebel, but mm-hmm. he never does. He never actually follows through. Because no. rebellion we'll isn't depicted that. positively in this film. <laughs> in yeah, I, I got a whole thing about that. Yeah, <laughs> goddamn. Um, so. There's a scene between uh, Maria and Freighter, and they kiss after, like, I guess they bonded, like, super quickly? You know? And she just recognizes him as the mediator. Yeah. Yes. You're clearly the Messiah, stupid yeah. dude who walked into my hidden church. <laughs> and, and well, I mean, he's one clear, would assume he's in that she just knows who he is. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one would oh, assume yeah. she knows who he is, but... I don't know that she ever calls him by his name. Yeah. I mean, he shouts yeah. Maria all the time, I, but yeah. I don't think she ever calls him by his name. So yeah, does she? So, <laughs> no idea. Yeah. I mean, who knows what people know down in the worker city, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's assumed, I guess that she knows that he is. I'll be right back. Keep going. The, the uh, perfect go between. Yes. Uh, for you know his actual dad and the workers of Metropolis, who is quickly, very quickly, like bonded with. Um, so uh, after this scene, you know, Freighter leaves, and then but gets a little spooky. I mean, or at least this is pro- possibly one of the oh, most yeah. expressionistic scenes where <laughs> Maria is like leaving the catacombs, but then she. Uh, uh, Rotwing kind of pops out and like chases her for a little bit, and then he finally right. uh, kidnaps her, um, takes her away. Um, uh, I remember this was this was the use of like one of the first tracking shots in cinema, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, where it kind of like follows Maria for for a second, um, which which I found was odd too because it's like she gets lost. I mean, she lives yeah. down there. She knows this yeah. place far better than Rotwang does, you would think, but you would moving. think. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that probably adds to the uh, the nightmarish quality of it as well. Exactly, um, yeah. But Oh, the, oh, you mean the, the, dark, the like, chase scene in the yeah. dark, which yeah. is terrifying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that was Hello. that was a fantastic bit of cinema. I don't care what yes. year that comes from. That was so well Absolutely. done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what they did with light, I think, would have been seen as very revolutionary at the time, yeah. possibly. Like yes. the whole thing with the flashlight. And well, like, oh, and he he got it that what you can't see is what's is far more scary than what you can. I mean, here's oh, a skeleton. Yeah. That's one. There's probably more. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh so Maria gets caught. And, uh, um, I don't remember exactly what happens next. I think this is the scene with, uh, uh, mm-hmm. like I didn't keep strict notes at this point, but this is, I believe oh, this- the scene where, uh, <laughs> Freighter is just kind of wandering around on the surface and he hears yeah, the goon, the goon, yeah. uh, the guy switch. The guy, oh, oh this right, is the right, scene right, right, where, uh, this the is guy the scene switch with, the, with, um, yeah, George, yeah, uh, Freighter. gets, Gets got, yeah. Yeah, he gets, uh, the Thin Man catches up with him. He's coming out of the red light mm-hmm. district, and uh, he gets called into the Thin Man's yeah, car, he and he's like, yeah, you're going back to work now. Mm-hmm. This scene, mm-hmm. yeah, this scene's like terrifying. Once again, doesn't try to kill him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just does like Gestapo shit yeah. before Gestapo was a thing in 1927, and yeah. just like, oh. it's, 
Did, I can't get over the parallels. Yeah. And yeah. did anyone else have a problem with the fact that this this man is a worker? This man is doing nothing but physical labor his entire life. And this thin dude who lives above ground with all the rich people is able to just grab his wrist and he can't pull his fingers off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this worker should have been able to level this dude in the back of a uh, in the back of a car. Yeah. 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 And it's implied that this guy is like invulnerable like yeah. he's straight like his posture is like completely straight oh, you could as stick narrow, a level like, against his back and it would, pl- it would go plump <laughs> right? yeah he's definitely like i guess he would try to go for definitely like the machine man kind of thing where it's like this guy is just impo- like barely human yeah i don't know like yeah. if it was a modern context for like cyberpunk it would just definitely imply that like he's been modified yes. in some way but yeah. like, it it Maybe they just they didn't have the words for it, or maybe it's like not common. And this like, was yeah, this, this was just, another one of those scenes that was cut um, from the uh, I, from the original. Yeah, film. I fucking wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's such an important, it's such an, an eerie important scene, but I guess it freaked yeah. people out yeah, until they so. got to experience it in real mm-hmm. life. Yeah, um, and I believe this scene is like shortly followed by the thin man going to. Josephat's apartment, like the the apartment where yeah. uh, uh, Josephat and Freighter are like holed up in. Um, Though, did you catch the very end of that scene where, um, you know, the you know George is like leaning against the side of the car, and the thin man's just sitting there with that smug look on his face, and he picks up the car phone. Yes, yes. yeah. He just I mean, he just nonchalantly picks up a microphone that is obviously a car phone. Yes. Which was not a thing <laughs> wow. back in 27. Damn. <laughs> I mean, telephones were new, but having one in your car, wow. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. clearly the future. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. the idea, the fact that this was like in people's minds at mm-hmm. the time, like, again, this movie predicted so much. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in a lot of or ways. Or put into the, or put into like the consciousness of the world. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe that's the reason we have fucking cell phones now. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe this is why we have video phones, which we'll get to. Um, but, so yeah, it was probably scene. the reason why so many early cell phones flipped open like Star Trek communicators. Yep. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why we have Star Trek communicators. Yeah. I totally want one on my chest. Uh, God, what else? <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I, it's I, like, I, yeah do, I do. Well, that's futurism in general. Futurism yeah. is kind of you know just it's what it's kind of a paradox in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's what people want because they think it looks cool. Um, like flying cars and shit. No, mm-hmm. uh, that's the reason that the Cybertruck exists. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the but reason yeah, why so- we have a lot of the things that we have because some fucking tech ghoul decides. Uh, hey, I saw this in tablets. Tablets showed up yeah. in two thousand one, the Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's the reason then suddenly why we need tablets. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, at least uh, those were made semi-competently, but you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, the goon fucking learned to Josephat from uh, what was his name? Uh, George. Yeah, George. George. Yes. Yeah, George or Georgie. Yeah. Georgie. Yeah. So he learns that jo- where Josephat is. Like he learns that, like, oh, this is where he is. Yeah, and Freighter like shows up at the apartment just a moment before. I think that. I think that. Uh, the scene with the thin man and George is followed directly by 
freighter wandering through the city, uh, and then it, he it, hears Maria's voice shouting out. Uh, oh no, we're not there. We're not there yet because we're at yeah. Rotwang's fun house. I called it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where Rot- we get the per- most perfect. Um, we get the most perfect mad scientist scene where Rotwang makes the machine look like Maria. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah, yeah you're. This, this is, is also right. Yeah, like. So, yeah. Yes. So like, yeah, uh, Freighter goes through Rotwang's fun house, which is like doors that open and close by themselves. Yeah. Uh, even though everything looks like it's from like medieval Germany mm-hmm. in his house. And it's strong enough to break a large log holding one open. Yeah, yeah. Like he has a good idea where they're like, yeah. okay, if I pry this one open, like, and it's so, it's so drawn out. Yeah, And, and you're like, watching yeah. that and you're thinking, oh my God, a character learned something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doors yeah, keep uh, slamming behind me. I'll see if I can stop that from happening. Okay, it doesn't work, but how often does that happen in a movie? Yes. <laughs> well, wait, wait. You're talking about okay. You're talking about. Huh. Yeah. So he gets locked in there, and Rotwang makes the machine look like Mario, yeah. like an iconic. Yeah. Well, this is iconic the, scene. Is, that, is this not the scene where Freighter is like hears Mar- Mario's voice, and then he yes, like, yeah, that's yes, just you were right. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about because that. Because yes. yes. that, that was the most because yes. movie part of this movie. Yeah, that's, yeah. He, he needs to rescue her. No, no, I take that back. There's a scene later on, we'll get to it. But yeah, this is like the second one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he chases, like he gets into the house, and yeah, like we're talking about, he's trying to make, but he no. gets stuck. Um, <laughs> and then and then they decide to transfer Mario's face onto, uh, onto Futura. Uh, which, mm-hmm. yes, also Bridget very so fucking good. Oh yes, very yeah. She's so fucking so, good. Oh, oh, and they do it while she's laying in the like, glass coffin so, from the Fifth it's, Element. It's yes. silly, guys. It to me, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's no, absolutely silly. It's very silly. But when she like opens her eyes, it like looks at you. When Bridget helps looking at you, because it's, it's, it's very Mario. clearly. Oh, this is yeah. She's evil now, you know. It's so, like, yeah. yeah, she's so good. She's evil. I love her. Her facial Very expressions, like everything. Yeah. Yes, like her expressions, everything about her. Like she's so. It's so good. Yeah, that I wink and the I raised eyebrow. I mean, yes, iconic. Kiss. I love yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, there's the the One transformation. Thing, though, can you imagine being a theater goer, 1927, 1928, and seeing that special effects extravaganza? Oh man, you'd, yeah. you'd have shit yeah. your pants. Yeah, I mean, seriously. it's it, yeah. You it can is kind tell of wild. How it's all there's done the, now. I mean, you know, but still, yeah. yeah there's really. a, then there's it like ends the, with Bridget the Helm just looking into your soul, mm-hmm. yeah. like her, so, just her face, and the whole is the whole screen. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Uh, this is uh, a moment. I think there's also a scene where Freighter gets into the the house, and he like uh, I think he finds like Maria's scarf. And this is yes, this because is, it yeah. goes to a first-person view. Yeah, this is one of the, the oh, yeah. first instances of like of uh, what is that called? Uh, like a, a tightening of the frame. Um, yeah. Also, er- earlier the in only the film, seed. Well, no, so earlier fast, in the film it, too. When when they're in the catacombs, there's like a, a shot of freighter, and it tightens on his face, and mm-hmm. that kind of oh yeah. This kind of codifies fast, some of the vid- visual language. Yeah, it, it, it's really easy yeah. to miss um, if you're if you're not. And that first person view attention. where, you know, puts out his hand and all you see is his hand grabbing that scarf. That yeah. last two seconds tops. Yes. Blink yeah. literally and you'll miss it. It's yeah. incredible. Like, I can't imagine what they had to, like, finagle together yeah. to do it because it, it made me immediately. Because they didn't have the, like, the equipment do... back then. They didn't have like, yeah, the and cameras and weighed as like much that. as a Buick. 
Yeah. Yeah. So remember what they did for like Strange Days, right? Where it was like just like an eight. Now think of camera. what they did for Strange Days. Yeah. But for this <laughs> in 1927, when yeah, your your camera was the, like a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goddamn. Uh, yeah. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> Fucks with your brain thinking about it now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So uh, you want to you'd love to see a behind the scenes thing going on with this. Yeah. I just managed. imagine they had like I just, I'm sorry, I just imagine they just had Gustav fucking like ride the camera. Yeah, too. Yeah. I mean with, with his arm like out that. outreach, because like, all right, we're gonna strap you to the fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just gonna ride you towards this thing, and that's why it's like two <laughs> seconds long. Is the safe action? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh uh, Buster Keaton. He was after not. this yeah. after this transformation. Uh, Rotwang uh, lets Freighter out, and he's like, "Well, you, uh, your Maria is with your dad now." And uh, um, get them. Yeah, he kind of like stumbles in. Most- yeah, he. So he's he's like, "I don't believe you," and then he runs through the house, and then he finds. Uh, no, I think he goes back to the the new Tower of Babel, and then he like walks mm-hmm. in. Yeah, because we get the most Maria. ass scene in the entire film, which oh, is. Yeah, Robo he walks Mara in on, on uh, being naked Freyerson. as fuck. We'll get to it. Hang on. He yeah. walks yes. in on uh, <laughs> Freiderson and it's coming, man. It's coming. And yeah. Robo Maria, like, uh, kind of in each other's arms, and then he's like, "Now you have to destroy the revolution." And but first, like, we're gonna. But yes, first, we're putting on the Ritz, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> I laugh every time oh, I God. watch this scene because it's oh, God. so goddamn it's amazing. Right. Well, it's like for the time it I was... want to know what they were playing on set for her to dance to. Was there even a song? <laughs> there might not have been. That's, there that's might the not thing. Have been. I mean, probably no one even thought about it because you just dance. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that got me. Okay, for this scene, it's a bunch of because this is this happened in real life, mm-hmm. not even just in film. Just there were clubs just like this. Oh yeah. Where it's a bunch of dudes just dressed to the nine, like dressed up, and suddenly it's like everything goes dim. And then out of the set rises this, like basically this woman wearing just and and it's her. It's it's fucking. Oh, that's absolutely Helm. Her. It's Bridget, yeah. and just wearing this incredible costume. Mm-hmm. And I look at photos too from like cabaret and other thing and like high end shows. It's oh, like, yeah. No, that's accurate. That's it's not even just like the future. Like no, they no. Did yeah, this. this is very very burlesque. And, Oh yeah. Yes. yes. That's okay, yeah, that's, this is the era of burlesque, man. Mm-hmm. Like when yeah. we get to our Ramar episode, like, man, we're gonna talk about some gay ass shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I, oh, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, Joel no, Gray this, just steps out of the shadows and starts singing Vidicumin. Yeah. <laughs> it would <laughs> fit. Yeah. And so, so she just we calls go, out we go like, back does to, this incredible movement. Yeah, this is Yoshiwara. Uh, yes. The, the red light district club. Again, everyone loses uh, their which shit. Which is which is funny because the the Yoshiwara was actually a red light district in Edo, Japan. There was uh, it was created uh, by the sense. Tokugawa's in about the 17th century. Um, yeah. For exactly wow. what it sounds like, but the funny thing was, is it was sort of created to basically contain these new people that had money that didn't have money before. They were called merchants. And suddenly these merchants had a shitload of money, far more than any of the samurai did. Hmm. And boy, that was a threat. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. It's actually like, wow, that's actually really on point for what this place is. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Wow. This is bread and circuses for the rich people. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they're all like, holy shit, a naked woman. Because oh, yeah. like, the, I love the close ups of these dudes. Oh faces my god, too. they should like, have all gotten yeah. Academy Awards if that was a thing. So I mean, just good. like you get one, and you get one, and you yes, with the again. eyebrow. Holy shit, you get oh, two. Oh my again, god, very, <laughs> I just, I just very hear very over the top. Just, like they're all just. I mean, just wait for one oh. of them to like start beating on the table and doing the you know the wolf whistle from the droopy cartoons or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, you could just hear Lang in the background. You feel lost. You feel like you feel. Like, enthralled and that's what it is is like she it, it, which is sexist i'm not gonna lie like the whole oh, yeah, thing. Oh, this, 1927 this, uh, germany so. is <laughs> yes again problematic in retrospect yes. because you know it's like oh about six thousand different oh ways. you're you're the evil <laughs> yes. maria now you you're supposed yeah. to destroy her rep- reputation so uh go go you for know sex for these people yeah step uh, one be a slut yeah <laughs> <laughs> which you know hey if that's what you want to do by all means but God bless you. But like it, we need that. Yeah. But I, it, it's it's just really fu- it's just really funny. It also doesn't depict rich people. It that's what I, this fucking movie does to me is it doesn't depict the because I know that's what this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a criticism of the decadence. Mm-hmm. That was clearly like mm-hmm. obvious. Like Germany was a wild fucking place at this point. Oh yeah. And, and, like guys. it was clearly trying. Yeah. Trying to like call out the rich and the decadence and like all of that. Like it doesn't. This movie doesn't but, have a positive view of either side. No. Yeah. Not really. Really doesn't. Yeah. And but, these guys are God, this doofuses. Scene, this scene just makes me laugh every time I see it because so good. she's doing the fucking most ridiculous dance moves. It yeah. is so... I mean, it, like, it's like Fritz Lang is just off camera just yelling at shit for her to do. Shake your hips. Yeah. Raise your legs. Bounce back and forth. <laughs> at the time, though. No, this was the shit, though. Like, at the time, this... Okay, look. The world just came out of a period where you couldn't share your ankles. True. True. And she's wearing and now, pasties. She's wearing yeah. pasties. Mm-hmm. She's basically nude. Yeah. yeah. And during moments of that, she was. Yes. And that's what it's it, like. If you were seeing this in theory, you'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it, people went wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably like the first uh, instance of that, like being seen in a film. Oh, not the first. Oh, well, no. Maybe when film came out, they were immediately like, "Now nah, put tits yeah, on that screen." It, exactly. <laughs> there was probably like a twenty-minute pause between. Maybe I the have created a way to do moving pictures to we should make porn. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was probably twenty minutes. Every yeah. creative medium. I'm sorry. They, they, every creative medium throughout history they, started with porn. Yeah, they toasted their new invention and thought we should film people fucking, and then they <laughs> did. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, what so, was it? A, and this a is, easy ride. I think was the name of it. Was like 1918. So, yeah. Wow. A free ride. Yeah. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Of course it well, fucking was. Yeah. How many big budget that sounds movies? Like a porn how many big budget movies did we have with like a woman, you know, just shaking her tits on screen? Well, and uh, a, and the fact that this was, was Germany was significant yeah. too because this this would never happen even in pre-Hays Code America. I mean, they they really didn't go quite that far. Yeah. But as a as another yeah. famous German once said, her name was Marlena Dietrich. In America, <laughs> in America, sex is an obsession, and in everywhere else in the world, it's just a fact. Yes, <laughs> it's like yeah, she's naked. You've not seen a naked woman not before. Well. God, that's weird. Anyway, Germans yeah. were fucking. Oh yeah, ger- well yeah, especially after World War One. There's like it was kind of a baby boomish kind of thing too. Right. Yeah. Oh, everyone yeah. just lost their fucking yeah, mind. I mean, like, it, it yeah. every the entire all of what all of civilization. Was tra- was like war traumatized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this scene happens. We find uh, that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we had to talk about this for a little bit. There was a uh, naked girl on screen. 
Did you see the naked girl? <laughs> I paused it several times. God damn. Science. I mean, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, uh, sorry. It's just the dance, <laughs> the dance moves that she does, though, is like oh, so silly. It's like the least oh, sexy man. thing, in my opinion. Oh. Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, for like, all I know, it. maybe that was the point. It's like, yeah, she can get up there and do anything. It's going to be sexy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, but meanwhile, you know, Freighter, Freighter, after seeing like um, Maria and uh, like with her dad. Um, yeah, kind of like flips with some out. implications he that he they faints. might be fucking. Yeah, he, yeah. he yeah, faints. And um, I mean, I don't think it's number two. a real, real yep. uh, implication of that because like oh, she, wait. Just, she just did, showed up. But yeah. uh, did we talk about the church? What about oh the church? yeah, no, wait. yeah. There was there was a scene like just yeah, before uh, this where Freighter visits the church. Right, She's right, not right, there. Right. And then wanders into like this weird room full of the seven deadly sins flanking death. He talks about it like a oh, this, this is yeah. very hallucinatory. Uh, yeah. This whole thing, I think, uh, Freighter is like in the middle of a hallucinate, uh, like of a oh, absolutely hallucinatory yeah. state. I don't think he's even at the church. He's like in bed, but he he thinks that he's at a church and could be, you know, be. because the thin man, he, the thin yeah. man is standing up on the altar, and he's like, the apocalypse is nigh. And that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I forgot the thin man played the monk that he. Like, yes, he like, yeah, the, the monk I think's brought up another time, but it's like apocalypsis. Well, and, and, you know, like, and that goes back to the Book of Revelation too, where you you give talk mm-hmm. about the false prophet and the false messiah. Yeah, so, yeah, because yeah. doesn't bring up the horror of Babylon like that's an literally an image. Well, and the, that makes some sense because Maria is not only the name of the mother of Jesus, she's also the name of the horror of Babylon. So yeah. Dope. Double meaning. Yeah. That's metal um, as fuck. So, you know, yeah. Jesus was dating someone with his mom's Babylon name. Babylon is also a lot of imagery there, too. I forgot to mention oh, yeah. uh, earlier in the mm-hmm. scene where they're in the catacombs, she's preaching about the the uh, creation of the Tower of Babylon. Um, yes. Which, you know, is um, an obvious the callback tab- to Tower the, of Babylon. the new Tower no of Babylon. Yeah, that no one could understand each other after it was built. So they, like, yeah. they the, when they heard praise, they only heard ridicule. It's yeah, uh, yeah, I get what they were trying to say, but I'm like, eh, all right. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not exactly popular. That was one of the other. Yeah, that was one of the ones that kind of fell flat. Like again, this movie's interesting, but that was an inter- it was an interesting time. So Though like, it was kind of weird to me throughout, especially throughout the movie, because I hadn't seen it in an age. I kind of remembered what same, it was about, yeah. but I was just like, okay, yeah, this is basically new again. Yeah, and the fact that a, a, a woman is such a leadership figure throughout this. I mean, she's a leadership figure mm-hmm. and a damsel in distress because of course, but I mean, she's the one that's basically trying to, you know, encourage a positive revolution instead of the false prophet who's encouraging, yeah. you know, violent revolution. Yeah. Even so, though yeah. like both have their merits. Yes. Yeah. Say. Even though at this point, but, a violent revolution doesn't seem like the worst thing, but yeah. yeah uh-huh. Well, they ha- well, here's the thing. This, I, oh, I'm glad we brought that up. Like this was the thing that th- like, Again, they saw the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, which scared the shit out of a lot yeah. of people. And unless you were like communist, you were totally down for that shit, which I get. But Germany was also going through a lot of revolutions too immediately after the war because they had to figure out, well, how do we govern now? And well, they, it was basically everyone was, was fucked, you know? Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was because yeah. they were, there were an army with a nation attached and their army, also, which was the greatest in the world, lost. Yeah, we had also uh, it, determined that everything was their fault. So. 
and they had to pay back all of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the runaway inflation. Yes. And you had all of these thinkers like communists, anarchists. Uh, fascism wasn't quite a thing yet, but you also had fascists. Just, just watch the show Babylon cultists. Berlin. It's it's pretty good. It, it's I not feel bad. like it's, mm-hmm. it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's a little overblown, but it, 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 it's pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you had all of these ideas, and then suddenly, like, okay, we're like the joke is that democracy, that republic, was formed by accident with many apologies, <laughs> um, and like the in but the old monarchists were still in charge and that pissed off a lot of people. So it's like all of this, like shit, like violent revolution was kind of happening. Officers were getting their asses kicked in the streets. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like the, it was the, everyone, all of this is fresh in the minds of everyone who like, not even the writer, like not even Blang and his wife who wrote it. Like everyone who worked on this film, yeah. all of this was fresh in their minds. Yeah. Well, shit it's, was happening down the very, street. Uh, very yes. Casablanca esque. Yeah, in, in that regard, well, the communists are fighting the anarchists, are fighting the fascists, are fighting the weird occultists, mm-hmm. are fighting the. It's just a whirlwind, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I usually kind of like tune out after this scene, but I did manage to take decent notes. <laughs> um, but so yeah, uh, Freighter is like hallucinating. He sees like the seven deadly sins and death, yeah. swinging his uh, swinging his scythe. Um, and playing his phone. Towards the camera. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love that. His phone, his phone I might add. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love. I fucking love that moment where the, you know, like, uh, there's there's a part where like after the 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 thin man posing as a priest is like the apocalypse is nigh. You know, the mm-hmm. behold the horror of Babylon. There's you know a part yeah. where a stage rises out of the uh, a set rises out of the center of the stage of the Yoshuara and. Uh, Maria is poised on it like this painting of the horror of Babylon. Mm. Um, yes. So, uh, and um, it just says in my notes like Rotwine gets his revenge while chaos ensues. Yes. Yeah. Freighter, Freighter just kind of like passes back the fuck out um, mm-hmm. uh, because he's, yeah. he's seeing all this stuff that's actually like some of this stuff is actually happening like Maria at the club. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, he's somehow hallucinating it at the same time. So yeah, yeah. maybe he's like, like he sees know. what's happening. Kind of, I don't know. Again, uh, he is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then this scene is followed with Josephette coming in and telling Freighter what happened, and apparently Maria is mm-hmm. like driving all these rich fuckers like mad with lust. They're like killing Just each other. Suicide. Yeah. yeah. Getting in yeah. fights in front of her while she watches and just kind of dances off stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long. And then you know, and then I mean, she's the uh, yes, like again. Yeah. <laughs> All this was like every Saturday night. <laughs> oh, it still does. I mean, this is. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 Can we, Driving like, the mad. Josephat as a counterintelligence agent. It's like yeah. So the thin man came and visited me, and then I threw him off the scent. Then I've been spying on him for the last ten days. Yeah, fuck? yeah, dude. He just appears. You're, you're the mediator. You take over. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> part one ends, and then we get part two. Yeah, that's that's why I want work. the Josephat movie. I want to know what the hell he was doing. Yeah, because he comes and dresses like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. We didn't see that. Yeah, the, you know what's going yeah. on behind the scenes, and everything else yeah. is happening. Josephat does the fucking work. Yeah. Like, he, well, he does it. I, I put in my notes here, and I got to say, I've got like, I don't know, probably 10 pages of notes on part one and two on part two. And like, <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's accurate. The first thing that I have yeah. after the Josephette, what a hell of a counterintelligence agent note, is part two, 
the action movie. Yes. Because <laughs> at this point, oh. it's like we have set all this up. You know that shit's going to go down. Part two. Shit goes yeah. down. Yeah. So, so we're down. It says in my notes. It says in my notes too. Yeah. Oh, oh go yeah. ahead. Go. No, it just says in my notes underlined. Oh no, communist. <laughs> so yeah, uh, calling Mario's... each other brother and comrade. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah they yep. do it so on the fucking nose. <laughs> Mario was well down, known by back this down point, in the. So. Uh, yeah. Mario's down back down in the catacombs, and she's stirring uh, all these workers, all these male workers, into a frenzy. Um, and then they finally, they finally like, and no the, one questions why our no peaceful, one, beautiful, quiet, pious woman is suddenly a raging bitch. Yeah, she's uh, a fucking writhing demon. Yeah, like, she yeah. she has become a writhing sex demon, speaking the words of the dragon. Everybody's just like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. She's <laughs> ripping her shirt open, like, oh wow, well, well, I heard about this dance that she did. Maybe we'll get to see that here too. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, she's like just ripping no her one... own shirt open. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of a criticism like, of the workers the too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a criticism of the workers too because they'll like, just follow anyone. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't depict them positively. Yeah, just no, like it does not. fucking rich folk. It's like it doesn't look at like the uh, Bulgos or the proletariat. Probably saying those incorrectly. Don't <laughs> fucking judge me, communists. Um, <laughs> proletariat, but, if you really give a shit. Bourgeoisie. And the bourgeoisie. I, re- yeah. I read. I don't talk. Um, <laughs> one, is I am like, one is like Latin and the other is French or some shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The workers and the rich assholes. Yeah. That's my bastardized American of that. But yeah, it doesn't depict either group very positively. Like, yeah. both are doofuses. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's so, it's one of those things where you realize that no one is in charge, really. I mean... Yeah. They're just... Yeah. Everybody's so dumb. Freighter shows up in the catacombs, and then Maria's like, hey, that's uh, Joe Freighter's and some. Fuck him up. And then, like, he... Uh, Fucking tear this man apart. Yeah. 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 And he manages to, like, beat a lot of them off. Well, uh, that's yeah. a bad way to <laughs> really phrase <not>. that. <laughs> That's a totally hey. different movie that was made in 1997, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's two but, Marias yeah, in he, that too. Wink. Um, yeah, fuck. somehow, somehow, uh, George, uh, the guy that he swapped places with, yeah. like gets fucked up. Um, yeah, he gets and, stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Freighter stays with them until he dies, uh, and he's like, "You were faithful after all," and that. Dead. I mean, pretty um, sad, yeah, like, you know. that that was pretty yeah. decently done. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty well. It's, oh, it's he had a, a good, good life. Tragic that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go to the fuck. Poor, <laughs> <guy. laughs> mm-hmm. poor guy, <laughs> poor fucking dude. Yeah. Man. Uh, so, yeah, so she whips these people up into a frenzy, and then yes, chaos ensues. Uh, mm-hmm. They yeah, first decide to go the into machine. the factory, and yes. they uh, <laughs> they are destroying the a- heart machine. Mm-hmm. Which is a bad oh, idea my... on all fronts, and they know yes. it is. And this is all <laughs> yes. under Joe Frederson's orders as well. Yeah, like oh, he totally wants us to have. Oh yeah, he because, wants them to die because which I don't yeah, understand because, why. Because the city to, don't work no more, fool. Yes, according to uh, <laughs> interspersed scenes between you know all this chaos and like scenes with uh, Rotwang uh, sitting with the real Maria like locked in his house. Yeah. He's like Freiderson wants to use uh well wants the the workers to turn violence so he can use force and yes. but but he doesn't know that uh my robot is only loyal to me and not him and that never comes into play. Yeah. 
ever, and like it's mm-hmm. it's 1927, and this probably held the record at the time for the biggest expo- exposition dump ever. Especially yes. the part after that, which is like I said, this was the first because movie part. We're just going to throw in a bunch of title cards and say, "Oh, and Maria managed to escape." Lol. Well, well, yeah, that, 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 oh, he went that, into like he went into a frenzy yeah. and a a delirium, and she was like, "I'm out of here." And then we hold on. This was house. actually a scene that was lost, uh, but it okay. was still a scene that doesn't oh. really make much sense. Um, None, but <laughs> because Joe Frederson shows up back at Rotwang's house. And then he just attacks Rotwing for whatever yeah. reason. We we never get an explanation why. But then uh, that allows Maria to escape. Um, yes. And so, so the workers are out rioting. Uh, they're in mm-hmm. the, the factory. And we find out that, you know, this, this is a terrible idea for them to attack the heart machine, even though the heart machine right. is Could the we- cause of a lot of people's deaths. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, can we like talk about like, destroying the it? Will also for these scenes. Yeah, this is this is where like, the thirty six thousand extras come in for right, sure. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. She's incredible. She's just in the middle of this arms raise, like emoting, and it's yeah. just she's like leading army. the crowd down the, oh, the first hallway that we see to the elevators into the factory or to the and gate, the and then they're just like prying costume, the bars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the practical costuming where she, you know, she's the only one dressed in white. Everyone else yeah. is dressed in black. You will see her. They, they can yeah. pull out to like you know a, a huge wide shot, and you can find Maria in that shot. Yeah. Um, Again, man, her acting is so good. <laughs> I mean, she's fantastic. <laughs> I can't get over it. Like and she, yeah. she's one of those. She's one of those actresses that yeah, the movie sucked, but I liked watching her. Yeah. <laughs> so, she was I mean, this fun. Is the role she of life admitted. Time. Yeah, she, she was I great. Yeah. But yeah, but again, it's very on the nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess she was fresh out of high school, so it makes sense. But anyways, uh, so they decide decide to just destroy the heart machine, even though the result of that will be core machine. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they uh, will flood yeah. the worker city. It doesn't Stupid like what was name because Braun? all of their children are there. All yeah. of their children. Yes. Are there. That's what uh, and also their Grot. homes. Like, where are they supposed yes. to live? I guess, he literally yeah. tells Grote is like at the top of it, and he calls. Oh, this is this is where we get a this is where we get a video call, guys. Yeah, yes. this is the first first ever video telephone. For, for, at first, I thought it was security action. cameras, which yeah, in, in of itself would have been like wow. And then he picks up the phone and starts talking to him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's wild. And this effect was achieved by projecting the image of Grote onto like a little screen, um, and this was you know pre-recorded. Yeah, uh, sure. But but like, yeah, yeah. It's it, it is still do that an like impressive effect, especially because mm-hmm. like the, the way that they make it look is like it's it's a radio tuning. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Grote the foreman is standing there, and he's like, "The workers are going after the heart machine," and. Uh, uh, and he's got nothing to worry about after he shuts those doors. I mean, that's, you know, two massive doors made of thick, thick steel. They're not getting through that. You would so think. Like, you know, yeah. Until, of course, Joe tells him to open the fucking doors. But that's that's different. <laughs> but, you know, he's like, you know, OK, well, that's fine. I mean, I don't know what why they're pissed off and why they're rioting, but they're sure as hell not getting in here. And he's like, if they destroy this, we're done. And he's like, no, like, you're going to just fucking disobey me. Just do it. <laughs> and again, we get another instance of 
no. Just just say no. Yeah. Just say go fuck yourself. Just, just say what you are know? you going to do? Come down here and make me, motherfucker? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you could have just said no. Yeah, God, but he so, fucking does. And, and I love how he does it too. I gotta, it, I gotta think that this part is ad lib because he just like sticks his hands in his pockets and wanders over to the big mm-hmm. switch on the floor, mumbling to himself, and then just kicks it. <laughs> just like yeah, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's um, like, this is a bad idea, but I'm like, oh, I'm a worker. I don't know. What orders. And, yeah, it's so yeah. it's it, oh God. Everyone's a fucking doofus. Yeah. Oh man! So he fucking does it. And just an army of and predictable pe- events ensue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they're tearing this machine apart, and of course the reservoirs drain, and of course you know uh, water starts bubbling up on on the first floor. Maria, uh, Maria finally like gets back down to the work. Worker City, and yeah, she and sees that it's abandoned. Just and then in time for the elevators there. to crash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they literally revolted to destruction, and it says in my no- my notes, "Oh no, Bolsheviks." <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, it, it's it's really bad. They dance around the fucking thing. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah, they're, like, they're holding on, they're hands. Fucking, like, and, yeah. Yes, yes. Around the ruin, they're like, "What are our, what are our parents doing?" And it just smash cuts to them doing that, and I'm like, I laughed. I yeah, like, I mean, this is this is not how to. Do a revolution, guys. No. Sorry, just so no. I mean, you could have a revolution and fuck it up. I well, mean, that's happened throughout all of history. It, but like, yeah. Well, it's one of those things point, you don't protest the power plant by burning it down. Exactly. <laughs> and we this, hate this nukes. Feels, set fire to the place. Yeah, this this place seems very uh, like yeah. Let's let's destroy our infrastructure. That's that's mm-hmm. the best way to and drown to our children. Yes. It's very childish. No. A lot of people are depicted as ch- like children in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like the only really one are. that seemed to understand what was going on was Groat. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they yeah. damn near beat the shit out of him. Yeah, they almost killed Groat yeah. until yeah. they don't. Uh, Friggin' wrench that he had. Hell, I want that. I don't even know what that's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, Mar- Maria and Freighter are down in the worker city, and like it's starting to flood. So they're you know trying to get all the children out and. Uh, this like is such a, a good ton. This oh, is yeah. there's, I, I like know, this. I know bell. this is like cut content. Oh yeah, yeah, there's gong. yeah. There's yeah, there's this gong in like the middle of the the worker city square, and she starts you know uh, hitting it, and uh, and like oh no, it's children just, start it's, like it's piling real, out of this. Yeah. Oh, it's like more place. profound than that. Like because I could tell it was cut is because it's really really grainy, mm-hmm. or it's like found or yeah you get back to the recovered footage. footage yeah 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 it's her really struggling yes yeah get this lever to make this thing like because it's an automated gun mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. and to really move this lever and it's such like it was like wow like her really doing you could feel it like again her acting's really good like, and there's yeah, two levers and i never really understood what the second one was supposed to do but she had to actuate that one too while yes. keeping the other one open because it's going to snap shut too i did yeah yes and you could tell yeah. like the Nazis wouldn't have done this because yeah. it's like it's a very powerful scene of her of this mm-hmm. woman trying to like do this, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, despite the fact like, and doing it. Really I mean, good. it's not like, doing it. It's yeah. not like uh, Frederick came out of nowhere and suddenly helped her with the switch. No, she got that shit done by herself with with a little help from some kids. He didn't show yeah, up yes. until way later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's equally. It shows her equally as a hero. Yes, in the film. Yeah. Although this yeah, it's is a really, it's a really good scene. Yeah, it's well, it's also very, very save the children. You know, it's like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, it's just, oh she's totally the mother figure, a bit yeah. cheesy. Oh I guess. yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, oh, yeah, they, they had so many child point. extras. Oh my god, yeah. I that was, was one say, of my notes. Very, like, where in the hell did they get all like, these damn theatrical. kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Told you, they just Off took the some street, villagers really. and like you. Fritz Lang showed <laughs> up to a village and says, hello, I need your children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people were poor enough where it's like, I think that's really what it came it down to. It could very well be. Like, you would know? you like to go to bed in? Like, yeah, I think that's what it was. Just people wanted to, like, one, to be in a movie. Two, holy shit, I need lunch money. And you can come play in the yeah. water. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I, uh, that had to be in one take, right? There's no way they did that. In, like, yeah, I think that's got to sure be. We get take. it right, or it's fucked. I mean, yeah, yeah or we just damn. don't have a movie because we're going to destroy this. Yeah, we're going to destroy this. All thing. I can figure yeah. is maybe he had as many cameras as he could afford on that. So if one camera got some shit footage, he could always use it something from another. So or destroyed yeah. from yeah, the yeah. or someone drowns. Like I know, said, I mean, this was definitely shot with at like multiple cameras. On oh, absolutely. Most, if not every God, take, must have cost so much for every money. Oh God, I can't yeah. imagine. Well, that's that's Dude, why like, this is two hundred million dollars in today's money. Cameras cost so much money in like the fifties, and I'm just thinking nineteen twenty seven in I'm Weimar like, oh, Germany. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was so much money. So, uh, <laughs> we cut back to Grote uh, after you know uh, Freighter. I don't. I don't even remember what Freighter is doing. Uh, up well, until he this gets point. he like, gets to the uh, where he's been. Yeah, he and uh, Joseph are running to. Uh-huh. Find out what's going on. They split up for a second. He's like, you go this way, I'll go that way. There's this funny, funny scene that I love where it's like pulled way back and suddenly Freighter runs into the frame and he's like stopping because he's turning and he literally like does like a six foot slide because he's running so fast and he just mm-hmm. stops. And of course, he's wearing like probably dance shoes. There's no traction on the bottom of these. Yeah, and he did yeah, that in real then, life, you know, maybe by accident. Yeah, I mean, then he turns and runs in, and finally he finds Maria, who's you know trying to get these levers handled and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and in the meantime, I think uh, I think Robo Maria Futura is like like sneaks off at some point during the yeah, middle she, of the she incites the workers, machine getting fucked the up. machine is destroyed, and she's out of there. Yeah, yeah. and then she goes back up. My job to here is the, done. The surface, and so she's like back with uh, like. There's there's still a cavalcade of men mm. who are just looking for Maria, like just trying to find her. Uh, oh yeah, because they're so entranced by her. Sa- she literally says, "We're going to celebrate the end of Metropolis," yeah. and they're like, like "Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's have like a giant fucking like riot slash parade slash fuck party and yeah. just take to the streets and, and enjoy the and celebrate the apocalypse." And that one guy for like. <laughs> 10 15 minutes of the end of the film where he does nothing but carry Maria on his shoulders throughout the entire rest of that film. Yeah, that, that you're man right. Had bragging rights and drinking, you know, drinking rights for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Him and his, his butts were just fine. Just wandering beers, around but... with, yeah. you know, Bridget Helm on your shoulders. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that dude uh, got beers for the rest of his life. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Robo Maria is back uh, with these people and then. So back in the heart machine room, go finally like somehow gets everybody to just like calm the fuck down for a second. It's like whistling. You realize what you just yeah, did. He just, mm-hmm. he just whistles you... at them over and over again. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I um, love the actor because it takes him like three times to get it. You can watch him like, you know, he does a whistle. Then he does like, know, a louder I, I, whistle. I then I he puts his. Yeah, I think he's the best actor in this film. Honestly. Yeah, he put then he puts That's his like, you know two pinkies up between his lips, and yeah, you can you can hear the whistle through a silent film. 
I mean, yeah, damn. it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like you're hearing the whistle, but you could like you you hear. You know what that sounds like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So he's like, "Do you realize what you just did?" And then the crowd sobers up from their, you know, their destruction high. Um, <laughs> I really like the Giorgio yeah. Moroder like uh, song for this sequence. I don't remember what exactly it is, but it's a uh, <laughs> it's a very rioty song. Um, <laughs> it's kind of industrial too, uh, but yeah. So he, he gets them to like uh, to like kind of uh, sober up for a second, but then everybody's like, well, it's all, it's all the, uh, it's all Maria's fault, you know? Yeah. So they're like, she made us do this. The reason that our, yeah, (laughs) Maria is the reason that, uh, that our children are dead. Now they think that their children are dead. Also, I want to note too, the women are the only, like, this is the, during the riot scenes, this is the only time we ever see women outside of like, yeah. uh, The fuck garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of like working class women. Yeah. And they're totally yeah. down to riot. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. But at this point, it really stuck with me of how, like, you know, chest, re- like, clothes rendering, hair rendering, like, sorrow everyone's feeling mm-hmm. at, like, oh shit, we might have drowned our kids. Yeah. 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 I do. I do uh, so, so instead of, like, going back down to. And the <laughs> elevators are fucked at this point. Uh, oh, yeah. Also. So, like. Everybody's taking the stairs. These kids, yes. uh, Maria and Freighter are, yeah, are taking this giant staircase back up to the surface. Um, uh, meanwhile, this giant crowd is like, well, fuck it. We're just going to, you know, kill the rich now. Um, I don't remember exactly yeah, how yeah. they, like, get yeah. back into... Uh, well, like, obviously knows up. his way to the surface. So, yes. he's got yeah. the axe. And Maria shows well, back yeah. up with... Like oh, her, with the workers saved children, but they're still like get her, you know. They're still like go fuck her up, and so they're yeah. they're chasing her. And this the, this is an interesting scene because there's there's a little sequence where like it's like a five second sequence at most, um, but uh, this crowd is chasing Maria across uh, like a suspended bridge in the oh, I love this above yeah. city of Metropolis. This is a really cool effect because this. Only the bridge really existed. It, that was the only part of the real set where they were chasing everybody. Well, everybody was chasing her across mm-hmm. with cars and everything stuff. Else, too, like, yeah, everything yeah. else was a mirror. Was a like a, a, a it was. They had like the uh, and they like had cut out the shape of the bridge. Um, so this was hmm. again one of the first uses of that effect in film not to make it look bigger uh, than like what the, it was that's smart yeah, yeah the force perspective kind of thing um hmm. this movie uses a lot of force perspective also mm-hmm. in the, the room with the heart machine there's all those uh those sparks flying they had uh, a couple of tesla coils like closer to the camera um to make the machines like to make the the sparks look bigger than they actually that were. sounds safe yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds safe yeah uh, so, I, I love this scene too because we're on the bridge. They like the two mobs intersect. Yes, the mob of the poor people yeah. and the mob of the rich people. And yeah. uh, Maria's still on everybody's shoulders, and it's just all chance. Meanwhile, also Rotwang wakes up, and he's like, "I must find hell." You know, I, I must. Find he lost his shit. Yeah, yeah he's 
At this point, he's legitimately insane. According to the book, he woke, he wakes up, he thinks that he's dead, and he's trying to find not Robo Maria, but like literally hell. Um, Hmm. And uh, interesting. uh, And so he's like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. Yeah. like he's batshit. Like he woke up and chose violence. That mm-hmm. is like he—he's not even violent. He's just—he's not even violent. Like uh, the final fight scene, he is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so these two mobs intersect, and Mar- Maria manages to get away. She gets into. Uh, she like finds the cathedral that we saw earlier, and like slips into the well. She starts slipping into the door, but then Rotwang steps out of the shadows and chases her. Meanwhile, the uh, uh, the crowd has like lost track of the real Maria and finds Robo Maria, and they tie her to a stake and burn her. Um, and she is horny for it. She oh, yeah. fucking oh, laughs. She's having a grand old fucking time. Yeah, like so, it, it's a. It, I mean, the implication's really fucked up, but like it's this is. They burn the witch. They find out it's ro- it's a robot again. This this scene makes me feel weird because it's not great. You shouldn't yeah. go around burning women. <laughs> you kind of yeah. learned that already, like you yeah. know. But it it it's not depicted as too much of a negative because they at least they got the real witch. Yeah, that but, was really yeah, lucky. It, th- this one's not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like they could have easily just like burned like someone who wasn't a fucking robot. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that again, sexism. It's, it's not great. Well, yeah. and the audience knows it's not the real Maria, but for that very yes. reason, because this the, the robot has no sense of self preservation that you can see. Zero. Yeah, so it is yeah. laughing. Yeah. It's having a great fucking yeah. time. Yeah. And it probably it, it, wants but they're to like die, they think, honestly. I mean, maybe like knows, but like it, it, they think they're burning a. Yeah, <laughs> well, they think they're burning a human being, and they're fucking dancing, mm-hmm. and they look. Like, and then it like slowly revealed that it's the machine, and yeah. uh, we never get an implication that they feel bad about yeah. this. Yeah, so I, that, I'm pretty that sure that they're like too. dancing. They're dancing in this. Yeah, yeah, they're well. totally dancing. I mean, they're not doing oh, yeah. a holding hands, running around dance, but they're dancing. Yeah, now they're dancing. They're yeah. fucking great. They're burning this woman alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they so loved like, two days ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, I. Uh, uh, real Maria is being chased by Rotwang up to the top of this cathedral. And this is, this looks a little familiar. This reminds me a lot of uh, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. Um, and Hunchback uh, of Notre Dame. Yeah. Tim yeah. Burton, Batman, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, Anything where there's a lot of people falling off churches. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot with this, specifically <laughs> stairwell in the church, in the clock, in the tower with the bell tower. Yeah. Like, God, yes. there were so many scenes. Oh, there, there's like um, pen, the pendulum. Yes. Uh, there was a lot that took from this scene yeah. of like having a fight or like an altercation of like the crow. I mean, yeah. The oh, crow. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, think I mean, the crow basically ripped off the last part of the, uh, the fight on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the crow is yeah. fucking great. Yeah. So Brandon Lee. Oh, God. It was so just. Don't even get me started. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we'll be here all so day. Rotwing, Rotwing yeah. chases Maria up to the top of this mm-hmm. roof. Freighter manages to show up and like kind of get in between Rotwang and Maria. And oh, they, before they that, though, she, she ends up. Yeah, but before that, yeah, that is true. This is a great fight scene. Mm-hmm. Old timey fight scenes are the best. Mm. But 
because they're actually hitting each yeah. other. But yeah. this is how a fight scene <laughs> actually goes. I mean, it's not like, you know, big time roundhouse kicks. And no, it's just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, no, they're actually yeah. hurting yeah. each other. But uh, <laughs> but no, when Mar- Mar- Maria falls on, t- like, basically almost falls to her death, but she grabs onto yes. like, the uh, rope for the bell. And that's kind of what snaps the uh, workers from their burn the witch mm-hmm. thing a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of makes, makes everyone kind of realize right, that, right, like, right. oh, yeah, you're, like, each other's there. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, I thought she was going to fall to re- like actually die in real life because I don't know if anything's underneath her. Like that scene actually scared me a little bit because she's really <laughs> holding on to this thing and they're jerking it up and yeah. down, and dangling from it. And when she gets back onto the ledge, she fucking hits that band. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she bodies that. There is a um. There's this. Uh, I don't remember. It's, it's a video. I don't remember what the name of it is. It might have been one of every mm-hmm. frames a picture or every uh every frames a. Uh, every frame a masterpiece can't remember the name of it, but it shows how they did like the um the buster keaton clock gag you know where mm. he's hanging from the clock and how they shot it and yeah i mean yeah. it's a lot of forced perspective it's a lot of you know careful positioning of the camera and underneath them is just like a mattress just a yes like a mattress they huh? probably just someone brought theirs <laughs> yeah I mean, it's Buster Keaton. He would have been like, so you that's know. probably what was underneath her. Maybe as a mattress, one oh, mattress. <laughs> Singular. Goddamn. I can just but, imagine her arms just like oh, yeah. getting ripped out of their fucking sockets from like being jerked up and down while hanging from this mm-hmm. rope. And then she gets pulled back. And you're barely. right. I mean, she hits that railing. That she hits that. That railing. did not I tickle. Went, oof. Yeah. No, I I went oof. Like it, yeah, like no, I said, it, uh, Fritz Lang basically tortured these people. <laughs> Well, and yeah. there was no concept of stunt people, really. Absolutely not. I mean, if you were if you were an actor, like again, we, I mean, someday we'll talk about Buster Keaton, but like Buster Keaton is like a good example oh, yeah. of it. Of like to be an actor during this time period means one, you have to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, you're going to break your body in ways that like athletes today would like cringe yeah. at. Like they wouldn't fucking like. Ugh. It would also help if you're an engineer. Engineer, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? This is like Harry Houdini shit, yeah. right? Where it's like yeah. you're good. You need to be not buff. You, these are not cosmetic muscles. No. You have to be in excellent human shape. Yeah. To do these yeah. things. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's not something a lot of act like. Well, it's the difference not- in physique between Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. I yes. mean, yes, obviously uh, Bruce Lee was cut from Italian marble. Jackie Chan could fall off a roof and get up and go, "Ouch." So- <laughs> yes. Exactly. And he did multiple times. Yes. Yeah. No, I I find that interesting of like the difference between actors now and actors. Yeah. Yeah. Because you actually had to do the shit. Well, and there's uh, not to jump too far ahead, but there's that scene where he's holding Maria later on and his shirt's Mm -hmm. ripped and you can see his arm and that dude's got some biceps to him. I mean, he's not like, you know, cut like your standard actor today because he's not, you know, probably not going to the gym every day and pressing weights and eating protein and taking steroids. But yeah, it was all that factor. (laughs) No, it was all that that moving the clock hands. Exactly. Yeah, Uh, that that was some shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah this this scene is very quite influential, but it, in my opinion, I don't know, it was boring to watch. Oh, you like? <laughs> oh, do you like the fucking like old timey raid that it was fight real, scene? But like, I don't know. It. Uh, yeah. Well, there's no choreography real, involved. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There's like. I mean, there's more choreography in a WWE fight. He, yeah. he chases him up onto the peak of the roof, and then he jumps down, and then he goes back up onto the peak of the roof, and then he jumps down again. And that's that's the criticism criticism, ah, criticism I have about a lot of the movie is that it's 
a lot of the action is very drawn out. It feels like, yes. in my opinion, uh, well, I even can't, even I, I at like think... this speed. Uh-huh. Uh, so, what were you gonna say? Well, I tried to think of too, like how because choreography wasn't like you know we have it for dance, but we don't have it for fights mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, do they have like a set time limit of like, all right, you need to beat the shit out of each other. Then you're going to go up onto the roof, do it some more. Uh, I need you to bodily get thrown from this building. Yeah. Uh, go land and then fight some more. Uh, I like how the actor did emphasize for the actor who played Rot Wang uh, did emphasize the robot hand. Cause mm-hmm. if that got on Freighter's throat, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, that's the implication that, and that was implied mm-hmm. and I got that. And that was very well done. Cause like in Freighter, bats that shit away because he knows if like the, that's on my throat i'm dead like it, it, it's, it's stuff like that where the actors it's like they really they do get it through yes you know like the really violence do. is gotten through maybe it's not like choreographed or anything because but you know what <laughs> they really beat the shit out yes <laughs> you know like it, it's a, both of them are very are excellent in that as they did portray it that they did get that emotions across okay that's fair that's fair anyways mm-hmm. so I don't even remember. And meanwhile, while all this is going on, Joe is down on yeah, the ground. Yeah, Joe Frazier watching somehow. This. Like I don't, I yeah. don't know yes. how or when he shows up. I don't remember exactly. But well, uh, he, he's like, told he's told earlier on by the Thin Man that his son yes. is down in the uh, workers uh, worker city, which means yes, he knows but, that he's probably going to drown. And yeah, that killed him. Suddenly yeah. has a mm-hmm. crisis of you know, I guess a crisis of morality, where it's like, well, I don't want to kill my son. Yeah, that kind of broke him a little yeah. bit. So he ends up going there and just falls to his knees again. Yeah, he's like holding his actor. hair. His hair literally turns white. In this yes, he, yes, he goes gray. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. he was already he already like, had like th- gray hair, but I, yeah, like, but his I hair thought it was clear. Yeah, it's like shock yeah. white. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, again, like again, props to him, like because him kneeling there, looking up at his son fighting Rottweiler, yeah. he's like you could see the emotion on his face when, like, when you know that he's like sitting there on his knees, actually just looking up at a blank wall, probably. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but, he gets it through. Yeah, so they have this yeah. fight, and finally Rottweiler falls and dies, ah. and. I don't even know what happened to the actor in real life. Like, like, like you said, single mattress. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, but then you know, there's there's this moment where the the crowd is finally calm. Uh, Joe Frederson is standing up in front of the crowd, and uh, he's standing with Grote, uh, and Maria and uh, Freighter are kind of like standing back, and she's like. Now you can be the mediator. Now you can, you know, you now you can be the heart. And uh, so he like, and you know, Joe and Groat are like hemming and hawing, like, what, what, what do we do now? And mm-hmm. um, Groat sticks yeah, out his hand. Groat's got Freighter's like that aw like, shucks thing. <laughs> yeah, aw <laughs> oh, shucks, yeah. man. You look, Freighter's, I know you tried to kill like, all of us and our kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Grode. He's the one who who tries. Who offers his hand yeah. first? Yeah, and, and he's like, "You really wanted me to kill myself and all of my friends and family." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he's like, he's sticking his hand out, and he's like, "Come on, guy, you know, just just shake my hand already, you know, make nice." And then, you know, but Frederson is standing there, and he's like, you know, doesn't want to do it. So then, uh, Freighters steps up, and he's like, pulling him towards him, like gets them to shake hands and 
this is supposed to be the happy ending, you know, the happy ending that we all deserve, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, we don't get, Groot, we don't Groot get to see all the reform nerd. they did. I mean, <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened. Fucking... And the thing <laughs> is, the status quo is maintained. Yeah, yeah, the, the status quo don't know is that he's a maintained. fucking narc. That's true. That's true. But he <laughs> yeah. was also the foreman. But yeah. <sighs> so yeah. this yeah. Is, is completely okay. maintained. And nothing happens. Nothing changes except now these people don't have homes. Yeah. And it, oh. it has that, speaking of Jackie Chan, it has that like traditional Jackie Chan movie ending where they shake hands, freeze frame, cut, credits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how don't almost get to every see. Jackie Chan movie ends because <laughs> Jackie Chan has literally said, I have no idea how to end a movie. So I just end them. It's and that's exactly enough. what this is like. They shake hands, freeze frame, black credits. Like, well, yeah, we don't get to see all the political socialist <laughs> reform they get. And I'm like, I could see why, like, I could see the Nazis would do. I could see why they didn't like that. Some of this. And um, it's man, everyone's kind of a, on both sides. Well, the they, rich, the poor, remember, the worker. They likely that everyone's first, doofus. But yeah. after the Nazi party they changed, then they decided that they don't like this movie. <laughs> we're not really going to do that socialist thing. We're just going to do the easy thing and just like, you know, anti-Semitism. That's easy. We yeah. can do yeah. that. It was off brand because yeah, it turns out the do- time, like 1939. Yeah. 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 Turns out, th- turns out doing socialism as the Soviet union found out was really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm calling you fucking Soviet union stands <laughs> out. Fuck you. <laughs> communist countries actually did some communism. It would have been nice yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, no, everyone's kind of a doofus. Yeah. Um, they're, there, there's really only two competent people in this movie, in my opinion. That's Maria and Joseph, and that's it. Yes, I mean, Fredder's an idiot. I mean, he's a well-meaning idiot, but he's still an idiot. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> the um, he's the pure. Um, yeah, he's the he's, naive. He's the yeah. naive. Yes, he's the. Uh, yeah. Yes, he's he's trying to learn. Mm-hmm. That's like a, that's a very ancient and uh, archetype. And his dad know? is like, oh well, we'll just kill all the workers. That'll be great for the city. He's literally, yeah, he's literally the dictator, yeah. like. I, I'm surprised Hitler wasn't like, I'm totally this dude. Yeah. No, he saw him because he's the special boy. Mm-hmm. He saw himself as Freighter, yes. which is. Yeah. Well, Freighter's the business owner and, you know, who else owned a lot of businesses in Germany? Well, that's an uncomfortable question, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean so. Some of them still uh, exist today and have not apologized yeah, for their many cool. crimes. Yeah. So, yeah. It, but as much as I dislike this movie for. A cavalcade of reasons. Uh, there. <laughs> so I'm so. Can we just like appreciate Shadowlink for a second of getting through this? He volunteered what was it, three to do times. This. You said. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ! I didn't PGA, watch it with the same rap You can't see me, time. but I'm standing in front of my microphone and saluting you. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's give a big hand for Shadowlink, who who yes volunteered for this, but also we never considered his ADHD in doing this. Well. Because yeah, so, this I mean, is not a friendly on, movie for it, but still, it's What'd also I'm on. Well, I'm on meds now, but uh, uh, yeah, no, it's just it's not even that. It's I just don't like it. <laughs> no, and that's, <laughs> I mean, and that's okay because well, it, it was yeah. my idea in the first place too. I, I I forgot that I don't like this movie. Like, Fair enough. Well, uh, my sort of go to example for movies like this is Saving Private Ryan. I think Saving Private Ryan is a hell of a movie and I never need to see it again. That's fair. And that's kind of how yeah. I am with mm. Metropolis. Yes, it yes. is an important so movie. Everybody should movie. see it once. You should yeah. at yes. least watch it once. After that, well, that's on you. That's extracurricular activity. Well, you know what? That's, <laughs> that is 
kind of, I feel how, like, okay. So I was rewatching Hackers. Oh, good one, huh? Recently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could see the Metropolis poster mm-hmm. in the background, you mm-hmm. know? And that made me, you know, and we were doing this, so I'm like, that did make me think of how how much do people actually remember this film besides the incredible imagery and yeah. some of the or how much did people interesting? You ask get anyone, and they'll it. tell you that Metropolis is about a robot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. almost. I, I think most people will just say, "Yeah, it's about a robot." And this is people that might have seen the movie ages ago or something. The robot is yeah, almost was, a bit player. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. a it was substantial to so many filmmakers yeah. too. Like. Yeah, so, so many. many comic books, music. Oh, yeah. yeah. God. So uh, much prog like, rock came out of this movie. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, but yeah, as much as I dislike this movie, it's insane how it even holds up. Like, some of the elements really do hold up because they mm-hmm. managed to yeah. predict the distant future of 2026 pretty accurately. In, yes. Like considering how things are going right now, mm-hmm. because just just think about it. The the supposedly the richest. I mean, he's not anymore. But the richest man in the world, you know, took this thing that he loved and he's fucking torching it for no reason, yes. just because he's stupid. Because uh, he could. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There are workers who are literally there are workers and innocent bystanders who are literally being sacrificed to the machine. Right. You know, if you look we're at looking the at fucking, you, Amazon, mm-hmm. we're looking at you, Norfolk Southern. Um, yes. That too. Yeah. I, oh, what God. Else? Yeah. There's. <laughs> I, it, it's interesting to, that those are like the things shit we're going through now. Um, oh. I find it kind of reassuring in the way that like everyone, everyone has gone through it already. Artificial intelligence workers, being developed for sex. That's yes. another thing. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. That's another. Yeah. Uh, because God, you, know, you know, Rockman can say whatever he wants about why he's building this this you know this robot <laughs> to take the place of his beloved hell. He's gonna fuck that robot. Oh, I mean, oh that, God! Yeah, he's, that is what that robot is was for. Literally about this, you know, the yeah. the AI uh, photo generator. You know, the, yeah. God, yeah. <sighs> I mean, all all of theater is just sex and death mm-hmm. so yeah, like yeah. It, i mean most of human stories are all about sex right. and death so yeah it makes sense yeah oh, man i mean uh, everything that's a i have mixed a lot of mixed feelings about a lot of the political commentary and i guess that makes sense considering yeah, well, it, you should have mixed feelings about this feeling this film in general because yeah not only yeah. appealed the nazis it was co-written by a nazi sympathizer as well that's, yeah eventually i understand like, yeah I understand, though, that it's like it's this is someone digesting everything that's going on mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And there was a lot. Again, and predicting it, it, the present. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's and, insane I don't to pre- see how little the world has changed. It's it's like mm-hmm. we're going through a it's that 100 year cycle, you know, and speaking of which, I, I, have a, I have a note in my uh, book here someplace along the lines of have you noticed that like the business suit hasn't changed in well over 100 years what joe is wearing you could wear into an office today you might get a little side eye for those high-waisted pants but probably someone would just think oh they're being retro oh fuck it bring them back i mean seriously they will come back eventually 
Oh, I, I want my pants to go up to my goddamn nipples. Oh, well, right. yeah. Well, they had it in, you know, the, you know, like the Madman television show. So, you know, that, yes. that's been about the right amount of time, you know, given, given. So I'm sure it's, it's the cycle turns. Yeah. I mean, it shows how like outdated the whole business mind yeah. thing is too, of how old that model is mm-hmm. of managing. Got to have a tie. Yeah. Gotta have the coat. You know, there was. Doesn't matter if it's 80 degrees in the office, wear the fuck That was coat. actually. You got to be above everybody else. You know, that was actually a criticism by. Uh, I mean, and because, you know, the whole retro thing wasn't around at that point, um, mm. but that was a criticism they were living by in. a lot of people. They were like, by a lot of futurists who had seen this movie, they were like, a lot of the concepts, a lot of the technology in this movie is already outdated by the time this film came out. Yeah. Uh, and That's wild. Yeah. So again, predicting the present. Uh, so a, a few more notes. I, I have on uh, just kind of like the behind the scenes thing. And a lot of this is thanks to the, uh, uh, the documentary voyage to metropolis. Um, uh, the metropolis. Yeah, incident. Me this, They're this both on sh- YouTube. Um, and several, several articles that I found on, uh, on the internet. Um, but, uh, a book of, uh, essays also, uh, that preceded the the supposed script. I don't think it's the original script uh, of Metropolis, just entitled Metropolis. Um, but it was largely panned by critics. Um, uh, uh, socialists and communists who had seen this movie had both said that the film had not gone, didn't go far enough. It was the same, like the same argument. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That we're making right now. Um, yeah, even Lang. Yeah, I fucking bet they didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, even Lang didn't like it for the reasons that you know, we we talked before. But you know, Joseph Joseph Goebbels yeah. in 1934 had his uh like uh, uh speech that kind of echoed the 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 refrain of this movie. This uh the the mediator between the well yeah the what is it? Hang on the, the quote. The head and the heart. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The head and the hands. The head and the hands yeah, me. sorry. The heart is the mediator yeah. between the mediator heart of and the head and yeah, the hands. The, yes, that was kind yeah. of echoed in a speech by Joseph Goebbels, which probably kind of was. God, they were such fucking nerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't changed. Literally, in like over a hundred years, fascists still aren't original. <laughs> no, they are not. Uh, oh, H.G. Wells, uh, who you know as hmm. one of the founders of science fiction, saw this and thought it was the silliest film. <laughs> um, he, got it, he got it ripped off his story Sleeper Wakes uh, which I mean in a way it does but like nobody understood back then that there is nothing there is nothing original under the sun but like no. there's a difference between like being inspired by something and being and just ripping something off entirely absolutely um, yeah but he also did the same kind of thing he wrote a, uh, a movie called The Shape of Things to Come which was basically just Metropolis. It was released in 1936, and it was mm-hmm. the same story, more or less. And Jules uh, Verne wrote a, uh, a book called something like Paris in the 20th Century. Same damn yeah. story. Yeah. Wow. Uh, visuals were inspired by the pulp magazines of the time and the Art Deco movement. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell yeah. God, I love Art Deco. Uh, yeah, yeah just, so do uh, I. Something about that just looks so freaking cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Architects were like having their fucking hair yeah. during that period. Oh, like, absolutely. During, like, the, in, in Germany, because they had to build some shit, but like around the yeah, world. Yeah, the Chrysler like, building. Cons- yeah. Still considered an art. Yeah. 
you know yeah. like it's not like the architects now where it's like well let's just make it out of glass and steel and it falls down in five years yeah. <laughs> um, we build yeah. rectangle then, yeah <laughs> no it was it was still an art <laughs> to be an architect yeah i uh, and i'm looking here um yeah, I guess I don't really have much much else other than like some uh, some details about the book. So the book had actually uh, uh, there was an interesting thing bit about the book that I I found out. Um, so at Yoshiwara, people would obviously be taking drugs, um, and they had a drug mm-hmm. there that Hell would yeah. it was like an empathy drug where you could feel the emotions of all the people around you. Um, oh, and, yeah. Hmm. There were some very novel kind of psychedelic concepts that weren't really explored in the film as much just because, you know, there's fringe elements. Um, but sounds a lot like a rape. <laughs> um, yeah. And, Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, also the book was more overtly racist. Um, yeah. Yeah. I imagine. It's just 1920s. Uh, mm-hmm. People were just generally was it written by a racist. white person in the 20s well yeah, well, yeah. yeah it's gonna be yeah. racist shit. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that's that is metropolis yeah. it's that's um, metropolis um, let's do a where are they now so <laughs> dead alfred well yeah in the ground uh, alfred yes well maybe yes. i don't know you never know who's immortal he's dead uh so alfred abel who played um the master of metropolis uh after uh, after the fi- after this film, it obviously didn't start his career. He was already a very well known actor mm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would just go on to be in other films. He would, however, leave Germany to- and would be uh, like he would be in Doctor Mabuse, the Gambler, which mm-hmm. was fr- which was an early Fritz Lang film. He would do Metropolis. Um, he would be in some British and American f- films, and he was uh, he didn't like Nazis. He fucking left um a lot of nazis prohibited his daughter from appearing in films yeah. uh because he was able unable to uh procure her ancestry papers mm, yeah to prove that he was not of Jew- a jewish descent uh so he Stupid. did not appreciate nazis at all yeah. yeah no he wasn't he did die in berlin at in uh he died in 1937 actually mm-hmm. so he died at 58 which is you know he was an older man so even 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 fifty eight is young for that time period, so that's yeah. interesting. Must have had health complications. Yeah. Uh, he was actually in Alfred Hitchcock's Murder nineteen thirties, which oh. I thought was interesting. And uh, he had it, and again, he had a successful career when Talkies came out. That makes sense. So actually, he's still, uh, he's still considered a great great actor. He uh, Alfred Hitchcock actually did have uh, a little bit of uh, uh, like he he I think was slightly involved with the production of metropolis but i didn't really want to mention him because fuck him he was influenced <laughs> yeah. by this film though um yeah incredible director mm-hmm. all for you yes yes made some of my favorite movies of all time was a piece of shit mm-hmm. in life. absolutely uh we talked about a little bit about bridget helm uh bridget helm this was her very first film this mm-hmm. is what put her on the map in in uh, germany and later in nazi germany um, yeah. If press chief uh, Otto Dietrich and from his b- stupid book, The Hitler I Knew, can be trusted, uh, she was an, a heinous driver and may have killed someone, but Hitler got her off on uh, just mysteriously vanished her manslaughter charges. If Otto Dietrich 
can be believed, mm-hmm. which he cannot because he was Hitler's confidant. Yeah. Um, she married her second husband, a doctor, and she left. She moved to Switzerland in 1935 because she did not like Nazis uh, fucking with the film industry and just stopped being an actress when she uh, uh, lived in Switzerland. She died in 1990. In, uh, when did she die? She died in 1996. Yeah. Wow. That's a long uh, Yeah. And she, she refused all interviews uh, about her acting career in Germany uh, when she left for Switzerland. She just was, became a very private person, did not want to talk to fucking anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't blame her. Uh, Gustav Froelich, who played Freider, this motherfucking guy. Okay, yeah. so I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna just start this with he fucking slapped Goebbels for uh, <laughs> taking away, like seducing his girl. Um, because yeah, so, so yeah, so he did get a hit on in Goebbels. He did, he did, he. I mean, he didn't punch. He slapped him in a jealous rage, but like he did get that. So credit to him. But uh, Froelich actually did pretty well in Hitler's Germany after the. After this, uh, he appeared only in a few propaganda films, which is why he didn't actually get charges brought up on him after the war. Yeah. Uh, he did appear in a few, few, but not many. And uh, what else? That was about it. Like he died in. Did you die? I don't know. I think he died in Germany, but he had a. He still had a prolific career. Eighty-seven in Lugano, Switzerland. Thank a lot you. of them, not well, not not a lot of them, but a number of them died in Switzerland because it was the quickest way to get out of Germany. Yeah. Yes, and if you were famous yeah. and or rich, you can leave Germany so long as you weren't on a watch right. list. Otherwise, because yeah. if you tried, that was a death mm-hmm. sentence. Leaving Germany yeah. was very hard. Yeah, but if you're someone like um, this, you can go on a little vacation and you're just going oh, to yeah. Switzerland and then you don't come back. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. he did pretty well yeah. in Hitler's Germany, which is interesting, which says a lot about his morals. Mm-hmm. He even rented his home from Albert Speer, Hitler's architect. Mm-hmm. And uh, he even f- served in the Weimarch, which is, didn't know that, which is weird. Uh, I don't know. Um, Gustav Froelich, I I would be interested in knowing more about his life. Yeah, yeah. What about the guy who played Joseph Fat? But anyway. Did find anything on him? Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Theodore Luce. I just got that. Yes, well, that's the only reason I know the name. <laughs> Theodore Luce. Fuck, I forgot to bring him. Oh, level OS. Yeah, he was also a well-known actor at the yeah. time too. Yeah. yeah, really, everybody but uh, Bridget Helm was. I mean, if you're going yes. to star in a a movie that's like your first movie and you get this kind of stardom, damn. I mean, yeah, good mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> well, so, well, that's all we have. Yeah, that's, that's all we have time for. <laughs> time for kids uh, i got a voice in my ear telling me to land the plane yeah <laughs> all right so yeah so, you can you can find us on the socials on the dying socials the, the yeah uh, you could find us the on the self-destructing socials. <laughs> yeah um where you could find me at uh neon at neon dystopia on twitter uh you could find coin ops at uh l zero w l one f three the hope i remember that correctly that's correct. uh that is the podcast twitter you can find coin ops there and shadow link can be found at our discord which will have a link in the description of this episode mm-hmm. and uh dan yes. where uh, where can we find you oh you i left twitter ages wanna, ago you want to you want to plug I, you, yeah well, you i got left a, twitter ages ago it was one of the best things i ever did i'm on uh if, if you want to what? do the dawn if you're on the mastodon stuff i'm a cyberpunk librarian at hackers.town 
uh, have a podcast system, Cyberpunk Librarian, but I also do other podcasts on like ghosts and history and all kinds of weird stuff. I'm I get bored easily, so I just start writing shit and talking into a mic. It's great. It's great, <laughs> it's great stuff. I really <laughs> want to be on one of your ghost. Oh, podcasts. thank you, thank you. I might. Well, I haven't even started writing the next one, so God knows what I'm doing. Dan <laughs> oh, is also it. a Dan is also a, a prolific member of our Discord as well. And thank well, you, thank yeah. you for yes, the that, content that, that you bring the, us. The, like, my Discord is the, my water cooler. I, I work at home. I'm always at my computer. I'm always doing library stuff at the computer and discord is one of those apps that's just on every screen. I have the Mac set that no matter what screen I'm looking at, discord is always over here. So hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to hang out with literally all of us come, come to the discord. Yeah, join yeah. us. That's no, good yeah. stuff. Thank you everyone. Who's been, we've been seeing a lot of new members. So thank you for joining. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And System optimization is less than normal. Server damage detected. Please stop whatever you are doing and make your way to the nearest exit. Technical support is full of heat. Please vacate the area. I repeat. Please leave. Are you even listening to me? I will see you. Error. Server block 3 is experiencing critical ignition. That's right. System failure imminent. I hope you are proud of yourself. Initiating the Low Life Podcast.